Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Awakening Report. This is a special edition. I'm pretty excited about that. We are looking at a big, big question. Do you... Okay, I'm not sure if I was having some instability there with my internet, but uh, I'm back. All right, so what is what is a jubilee cycle? That's the big question. Uh, and I have Joseph Dumond on. Uh, did I say that right? Is it Dumond or yeah. Dumond? Dumond. Okay. Dumond. Dumond. Okay, Dumond. Okay, and you live in Canada, is that correct? Uh, you're cutting out. I'm sorry. What? Okay, are you up in Canada? Yes, I'm up in Canada. Van fantastic. Okay, so I had you on. Uh, sort of a very impromptu kind of thing last week, and I really wanted to get you back to dig deeper into the question of the Jubilee cycles. Now, I want to just be completely upfront with people. I have not read Joe's book. It's 750 pages, so I know he's gone through a lot of painstaking research. I appreciate how much effort goes into a book of that size. I've written a few books myself. And I know that they're a lot of work, and you really put your soul into uh, writing such a book. Uh, so basically, this isn't so much to to challenge whether you got your data right. I'm, I might, you know, push back a little bit on a few points here and there, but really, I want to understand. I want to kind of get the big picture of what you're saying from because what I'm hearing you say, what I heard you say the other day, is that you're seeing kind of a uh, uh, end point of when you believe that the Lord is going to return based on your findings of the Jubilee cycles. And I find it interesting that we seem to be within, you know, 10 or so years of, of each other, which I think is pretty amazing because none of us knows absolutely, at least I don't. Uh, and and if your data is kind of coming us, taking us to this point and, and my research is taking us to that pretty close point, I'm like, well, that's, that's pretty cool. So uh, Joe, tell us a little bit about yourself, where people can find more information about you, and then let's jump right in. Okay. Well, thank you for having me, and uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Yeah, I teach about the Spout and Jubilee Cycles, and I've been uh, doing this for the last 15 years. There seemed to have been a void in doing it. I was raised Catholic uh, and then was challenged about the Sabbath uh, by the Worldwide Church of God and began to attend with them and learned about the Holy Days with them up until 1994. I then went on my own for seven years, then 9-11 uh, happened, and uh, I went back to the United Church of God, and I was with them for about another seven years before uh, we had a parting of the ways, and I've been on my own ever since. Uh, at that time, starting sightedmoon.com, and that's my website. That's where we have all this stuff. Some of it's free, and some of it you have to buy because the publishers need to be paid, and the post office. But we teach about the Sabbath and Jubilee cycles and how they reveal end time prophecy. And that's what we do. And that's what I'm um, hoping that you can understand through this discussion here today. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, just let people know that are, are, are joining the show right now, we have um, the questions open. We're going to take your questions, you guys, later. But first, what I want to do is really let Joe explain uh, whether or not, I'm sure it's a loaded question for him. The answer is yes. Uh, but do the Jubilee cycles reveal Yehovah's end times plan? So, Joe, take it away. Kind of give us the give us a little snapshot, and then let's dig into the the actual meat of this thing. 
the answer to that question is absolutely yes. He's he's everything he does is according to a schedule. His Sabbath is every seven days. His holy days there's seven of them laid out each year, and then there's the sabbatical cycles. Then there's seven of them uh, in one jubilee cycle, and then the jubilee cycles. So we were having the discussion the other day about Genesis 6-3, and I'm saying that it says uh, 120 Shana, which is cycles of time, which means a jubilee cycle. So 120 jubilee cycles. So when you multiply that out by a jubilee cycle times 49, not times 50, you end up with 5,880 years. Okay, so then the next question is, you have to put this chronology down and understand where the, where we are in that chronology in order to understand prophecy and see how all these things are supposed to fit. And that's basically what I've done. And I was just trying to answer a simple question. When is the Jubilee year? When is the sabbatical year? Everybody's talking about in the Bible, but nobody ever teaches about it. So that's what I was trying to learn. And from that, we came to, uh, to this position now. Uh, that was in the winter of 2004, 2005, and now 15 years later, here I am still teaching it, but very few people still under, don't understand it, and that's the sad part. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of times uh, these complex things uh, are tough, tough for people to get. Um, you know, I, I, I dabble a fair amount in uh, quantum physics, and I am not a quantum physicist, and I, don't, I can't do the math, but I find the conclusions very interesting. And, and so... I don't know that we have to be experts in the math. We don't have to be experts in the language necessarily. But if we come to some uh, reasonable, rational, and biblically supported conclusions, I think that would be very exciting. Now, just to get started, you said something about the Shana, uh, meaning uh, that you're interpreting that as a Jubilee cycle. So I wanted to just uh, go to that text. We're in uh, Genesis chapter 6. Verse 3, all right, so here we are. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, and his days shall be 120 years. So, um, I mean, uh, All right, so this word here, shana, is a pretty standard word. Uh, meaning something, it comes from the word lishnot, which means to change. So it's a change. Uh, and that the typical usage of this is, you know, one time that the earth goes around the sun, right? That's one year. As we understand the word year, that is typically how it's being used. So uh, BDB, here we go. A year, the definition year as division of time, as measure of time, as indication of age or a lifetime uh, of years of life, for example. All right, so, and as I said, this is coming from the word uh, shana, to repeat, to do again, to change, All right? So these are the, the, this is the different usage of this word. So it seems like a lot of your, uh, your argument uh, and your data rests on the usage and the definition of this word. So before we go any no, further, I, I just want to understand... Not, a lot no. of the data. Just, okay. This is one aspect of you have your first definition of one uh, a a a revolution of time or a cycle of time or a period of time. Okay. People interpret that to be a year, but can it not also be a month? It can also be a jubilee cycle. It can well, be whatever the interpreters are saying it's going to be. And uh, that's okay. yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's kind of, that. I think that's kind of cheating though, because uh, we have words 
for month. We have the word Chodesh, right? We have the word Yom. We have the word Shavua. So, and we have the word Yovel for a Jubilee. So to, to give it this definition a priori seems like it's not being drawn out from the text. If you could show me some place where okay. the word Shana actually is being used as more than a, a period of time, I'd be very interested in that. But what I see is that a, a Shana is always being used as a year. So help me understand how you're arriving the, at the conclusion. The first, the first part of that verse is uh, Genesis 6.3 is talking about the word Adam. Right. Is that correct? Right. Okay. What, what, does, the, what does the word Adam mean? Uh, well, man or mankind, yeah. Does it not mean Adam? Well, sure, but I mean, man can all in this case can also mean mankind, right? So, so which definition is it? Well, we use we see it used both ways in Scripture. So, um, so it depends on the interpreter's point of view. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Uh, man. Well, okay, so. What what I'm saying is that this verse, instead of being about mankind, is from the time 120 cycles of time from Adam. That's what I'm understanding the verse to say. Not 120 years for Noah to get ready to build the ark. Uh -huh. That's what most people interpret it to be. So if we if we then jump to the next thing, people take a jubilee cycle, and mm -hmm. they multiply 120 to get 6,000 years. Where do they get that 120 from? Who's they? I mean, well. Yeah. Most most people that interpret the Bible be 120 times 50, say to get 6,000 years. So that's part of a it's a, well, it's a Christian teaching that we have. Well, I, I I mean I don't have that. All right, I, I'm willing to be persuaded of that, but I have not arrived at that conclusion yet. So uh, when it comes to how the rabbis generally interpret this, they see uh, the the creation week as a a model, and then there's they have a verse right Psalm 90. That the um, a day in your sight is like a thousand years, right? So, mm -hmm. so that's they're they're making this equation, and they're they're doing it um, not allegorically, but uh, figuratively, or um, what's the right word here? I'm uh, missing the word, but anyway, they're 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 doing this in a sense of, you know, uh, allegorically, I guess uh, is that the right? Yeah, allegorically. So anyway, okay. they're saying that there, there there seems to be this this uh, this model that's given to us with the creation week. So therefore, all of human history will also be seven thousand years. So the six thousand is just you know God created in six days and on the seventh He rested. So you have six thousand years right there. You know you're the one making the the claim that that 120 uh, years actually refers to jubilee cycle. So. Again, well, I, I got I got that I from my Christian teacher. Okay. I got that from well, my Christian teacher, but they're using the six thousand years as one hundred and twenty times fifty, right? So well, that, that is the math, but is that warranted, right? Because I could find other ways no. to get to. Well, I could find other no. ways to it's, get it's to six thousand, right? There's other other uh, multiples of. Okay, well, we can we can answer all this in a very simple way. But okay. Let's go and address this other one first. You know, bring out that argument. Deal. Like a thousand years. Okay. The word in, in uh, the word is host in Greek, I believe. It's like, right? In, in Peter, yeah, in Peter, he says that. Yeah, uh, it, of course, not in, that, not in. Sorry, not in, not in where, where were you going? Well, not, not in the Hebrew. I mean, of course, in Hebrew. 
Ki elef shanim, right? So here you go. So ki elef shanim. So here the word shanim, right? This is a thousand years. It's the same word. Venecha k. So this is the word k, which is hos in Greek, but in Hebrew it's k as a day, as. right? So I mean, clearly, you know, he's saying that. Look, it's not an. It's it, not. It, it's not a definite. It's, it's like. It's as. It's, it's not. It is. I agree. Yeah. Right? No, no contest. No contest. But so we he's have not saying that he's not saying that a thousand years aren't a thousand years, right? He's definitely talking about a. He's not talking about a thousand jubilee cycles. Would you agree with that? No. Okay. So. No, right. So he's definitely using an as you know three hundred sixty five day and a, and a quarter uh, day years is what we're talking about. Right? Are we on the same page? I'm talking about 354 day year, not 365. But yes, I agree with what you're saying, sort of. 354? No, that's a new a number, Hebrew right? year. It's I've a Hebrew year. I've never heard 354. 354 uh, for two or three years plus a leap year of 30 days or 29 every uh, third year. Okay, so I've heard 360 days. Days. I've heard 360 days. Uh, I've never heard 354. That's. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, it's, the Hebrew calendar is 354 days a year, and it re, it re, uh, it regresses 11 days per year. That's why you add, add an extra month every. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's how that's how we keep it in the proper season. Okay. And this this is why we have what they call leap year or Adar bets every uh -huh. 13th month. Okay. Every so many years. Mm -hmm. So it's a 354 year plus an additional uh, 30 days. Every third year, approximately. Okay. Okay. So, and it, this is important to understand when you're trying to figure out these end time chronologies, mm -hmm. 365 or 254 or 360, you end up with different dates and different starting points. You do. So, that's yeah. an important thing to, to know and understand. Yeah. You have to understand right. them all. And I've just gone through it again. Okay. So, getting back to the word as, we have it's a rounding up number, it's, it's rounded up. So I'm saying it's 980 years. Now we can argue till the cows come home. We did that the other day with everybody, and it was a lot of fun. But nobody, nothing's resolved. <laughs> so we have in in numbers, uh, what is it numbers? I didn't write it down. Numbers 22, I think it is, where they're talking about the uh, the numbers of Israel, and they're adding them all up. And uh, okay. yeah, and then then when they get to the total, it's a rounded number. Okay, it's not a it's not it's, so that what's going on here. It's a rounded up number, and that, I'm just saying that. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if, how, but okay, so you're right. I'm right. How do we prove this to be true? Again, we go back to Second Kings 19:29, which we talked about the other day. And if you want to pull that up for your readers or your sure. your viewers, Second uh, Kings 19:29 is talking about a sabbatical jubilee year. Second, I'll let you uh, read it. Though. All right, so 1929. Uh, this shall be a sign to you, you shall eat this year, such as grows of itself, and also in the second year, what springs from the same, also in the third year, sow and reap, plant vineyards, and eat the fruit of them. And the remnant who have escaped of the house of Judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. You want me to keep going? No, that's good. So okay. we're only told this one time about a sabbatical and jubilee year back to back in the entire Bible. And the question is, 
God, Jehovah, how am I supposed to know when this is? That's the only date we got. So we have, you know, and we argued this the other day, that's a very profound date in chronological history. That's the date that Sennacherib comes against Hezekiah, seven, uh, 700 BC and, and 701 BC. So 701 is the 49th year and 700 is the, the uh, 50th year. But does this tell you it's a 49 or 50 year count? The only way to do this is to know when other sabbatical years are. And when you lay them out and you count from one to the other, every counting with 701 BC, counting by seven, you can hit every known sabbatical year throughout history. Every one. You don't miss any. When you start with 50 in, in the year 700, and then you start 50, and then go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, none of them line up. None of them match. So this is showing you by the Bible itself and just using the scriptures in the Bible with the other sabbatical years, the dates that they took place in, that you can only count by sevens and the 50th year is the first year. The same as Shavuot, the 50th day is the first day of the week. Hey, Joe, so, show us again because uh, uh, this, I think, is not a, not clear. So from this text, 2 Kings 19.29, this shall yeah. be a sign to you. you shall eat. You shall eat this year such as grows. So that's, let's say, let's just for argument say that's 2020 uh, of itself. And in the second year, there'd be 2021. Well, spring from the same. Also in the third year, there'd be 2022. Uh, you shall sow and root, plant vineyards, and eat the fruit of them. So you're saying that this right here is talking about the Jubilee? Did I understand that correctly? That's correct. So. Okay. Hezekiah was thinking he was about to be overrun by the Assyrians. Okay. And uh, Isaiah comes to him and tells him, here's what God has said to you. So the 49th year, this year, you're already keeping the sabbatical year. You're not. You're going to eat what you've already got stored up. Next year, you're going to eat whatever's still left over of the same. That's the 50th year. And in the third year, you're going to plant and sow and reap. And what Isaiah is telling Hezekiah is, you're not going to die. These Assyrians are not going to invade you, and they're not going to defeat you. So that's the message he was given. After this, Hezekiah is still thinking he's going to die because he's sick. Mm -hmm. And God gives him 15 more years. Right? Okay. So he dies in uh, uh, 686, 686, I think it is, or 685 or somewhere along. Have I got okay. that number right? Anyway, something like that. Okay. And uh, so that's 15 years after this. So We've got this date. We've got this date when Sennacherib comes against Hezekiah, 701 BC. Mm -hmm. And if we count from 701 BC, every sabbatical cycle, seven years later, every single one that we know in history lines up. Now, since I first wrote that first book, Remembering the Sabbatical Year of 2016, I only had 12 sabbatical years to go with at that time. I've now got 89 from the Bible and from artifacts and history. And they all line up. What What does it mean that you have you have sabbatical years? Like, is there a proof. neon sign on it, or what? <laughs> what What is yeah. the proof? Then, kind of give us an example of what this proof is to help us understand. Okay, now you got me off guard. The Maccabees it talks about the sabbatical year, uh, and when you use that and compare it to Josephus, there's uh, two two samples: one sixty two and one sixty. 
three, I think, or one six. I forget the other one. Uh, but there are two samples there, and when you compare them, they line up. So there's two proofs. When you go to the uh, what is it, the third year or fourth year? Wait, wait, wait. You, you say that when you compare them, they line up. What does that mean? That okay, the year this year. So it uh, in uh, Maccabees is talking about the. Uh, um, the, the guy whose brothers were all killed and he's going to attack the guy in Bethsaida. And okay. uh, he gets to Bethsaida. His mother is on the wall. She's being tortured and raped in front of all the, the Jewish troops. His brother's being tortured on the wall as well. He can't go and fight him because he says, I can't, it says right there in the um, first or second, I forget what it is, that a sabbatical year was approaching. So he sends all his troops back to their farms because of the sabbatical year. And okay. because they believed they couldn't fight in the sabbatical year. Mm -hmm. So this guy gets away, his wife and his brother gets killed, but he couldn't defend them or fight against them because the sabbatical year was coming. Or so they so believed. That, <laughs> yeah. they, would amend, well, they would amend that later, <laughs> but that's fine. No, mm -hmm. well, they, they knew that the sabbatical year was coming. That's that's a fact. Josephus even, even says so. So we, we have another one uh, in the Maccabees as well. So we got those two. So those are two proofs. When you know the year that these events took place and you compare them to 2 Kings 19.29, it's a match. So the, in uh, sabbatical years, every seven years, you let the, the ground lay fallow, right? And that that's, right. Was, that's why Judah went into captivity for 70 years because they had not let the land lay fallow and they had a debt. They had to pay back these 490 years of, of of ignoring the sabbatical years, and so God collected. Is that correct? That's correct. Now, okay. you said 490. It's 70 sabbatical years, but if you count that back, that takes you all the way back to before King David. So King David and Solomon, at some point, were skipping sabbatical years. Mm -hmm. okay. And if you, if you do the math, it's, it's stunning. Like, wow, they were not keeping it that long. So, yeah, it's a big deal. And it's a big deal to to God, so mm -hmm. that's why I'm you know I'm raising a lot of stink here. If it's a big deal to him back then, it's a big deal now. So, as you come forward, I found a bunch of tombstones. Uh, I found a bunch of other things that uh, that have the sabbatical or reference to the sabbatical years. Mm -hmm. So you do the the figuring out when they were, and mm -hmm. they all line up. So we now have eighty nine proofs. That's so you see so what you're saying is you have uh, extra-biblical evidence that it's a, some kind of a, a text saying that such and such was the sabbatical year. And then you're finding another text from some other author that's saying that at that same time was a sabbatical year. Is that correct? And is this, when you say you're, author, I'm not saying author. I'm saying biblical text or artifacts. So during the Bar Kopa revolt, we have uh, 12 contracts that yeah. uh, are lined up from, from the sabbatical year to the jubilee, or from the jubilee year to the next sabbatical year is what they are. Okay. Uh, 133 to 142 or 140, 140. And okay. during that time, they could crop the land, but during the jubilee year and the sabbatical year, they couldn't crop the land. So that's what the contracts are telling us. And that's during the Bar Kopa revolt. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everyone's trying to be in, 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 um, in sync with, with God by doing these things. And that's when you find these things over history through your Bible. Uh, there's numerous coins uh, that were made by the, uh, from King Herod back to, uh, I don't know, other kings that they're made for the Shemitah year. 
And during okay. this sheet of the year, they made special coinage to give okay. away, to show the fruitfulness of the land. And okay. so we have all these artifacts. You just have to put them together. You just have to do okay. the work and figure them out. And that's really what I've done and what others have done. Okay. But, okay, so now if you have that, you have from Second Kings 1929 coming down to our time now. And you, and you know year, that... You know that that happened in 701. You're, you're, you're solid on that date. Is that correct? I'm solid on that date. Okay. Because now, the sh when was the last Shemitah that we just had? Because I know Jonathan Kahn was saying it was in 2014. Do you yep. agree with this date? Or do you see it differently? No, and hell no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. No. But, but okay, you, generally so agree, you generally agree with the rabbinical dates in the first century. Is, is that fair to say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... What's happened was the the uh, in in five or three uh, three fifty eight, Hillel came out and he had to make a, a calendar for people to to keep the 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 holy days while they're outside the land, and when he's doing that, they also start making changes to this law, until today, where the Hillel calendar is out as much as thirty days from the proper time. So if you're on the Hebrew calendar, you can be off by thirty days from keeping the holy days at the proper time. So, uh, the I forgot where I was going. See, when you put me on full screen, I'm looking at myself and I, I can't talk to myself. So split screen <laughs> is better for me, Doug. Okay, Just, that's fine. I, 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 really, I have I, to look I, down. I wanted to give you the floor. Um, that was. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I look down. I bothers me. Um, tell me, what was your question again? Well, I was asking about Jonathan Kahn's. Shemitah okay. year, and I believe it was. I think he said it was twenty forty-five or twenty fourteen. Excuse me. Yeah, Rambam. I just found this out two years ago, um, talking with Nehemiah, and he was trying to to give me a trip up question, and he said that Rambam takes and tells us when the sabbatical years were. I never heard of this. I'd never heard. I know who Rambam is. I'd never knew that he commented on it. So right there on live radio, he looks up the, the reading from Rambam talking about the Shemitah year. Mm -hmm. And he gives you the year. I believe it was 1170. And he says, the Shemitah year is was last year. But we Jews keep it the year before out of tradition. Hmm. And, okay, I'm quickly going through my notes trying to see what <laughs> year that was. And the hand is yeah. his calculations. Yeah. And it, we both come to the same year. And Rambam confirmed that I'm keeping the sabbatical year at the right time. Okay. So Jonathan Kahn is doing it by tradition. So they're okay. keeping the year 2014, which starts in the fall of 2014 and goes to 2015. But the sabbatical year starts at Aviv 2016 and goes to Aviv 2017. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going Aviv to Aviv. I'm keeping it consistent with what the Bible says, Exodus 12, 2. And it doesn't start at atonement. It doesn't start at trumpets. It starts at Aviv. And okay. it goes in a cycle like that. So for that's people that don't know, Aviv is in the spring, generally uh, March, April, somewhere in there. So, mm -hmm. Okay. So I was endorsed by Rambam, which is ka-ching for me. <laughs> Congratulations. That was, that, was, that was an awesome moment. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't know how it was going to go. When you do that live, where is this going to end up? I don't know. But that was, an, that was one of the proofs that I did not have before. So yeah. I have now got that one as... It's confirming everything I'm saying. So what I started to say before was the we have this block of time from at least Second Kings 19 okay. down to our time now. 
But where are we in the 120 or 6,000 year plan of God? So I have to find another Jubilee year to line this up. And the only other one that I know about was uh, Leviticus 25.2. When you come into the land, the land shall have a rest. That Mm -hmm. is the first year they're in the land. And then it says you start counting from there to the seventh sabbatical year. But how can the first year be a, a sabbatical year? Well, when you start doing this and figuring it out, it turns out that that year is a jubilee year. The year they enter the land was a jubilee year. Mm. Okay. Leviticus 25 2. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Right yeah. So now there's a debate about whether or not that's correct. Again, we can debate this till the cows come home. So let's put it down and let's connected to 2 Kings 19.29, which is what I've done. And once I've done that, I've got this parameter. My equation must all fit within the 120 Jubilee cycles, which I say is Genesis 6.3. Okay. okay. I'm going to take okay. that by faith for, for now. I, okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's fine. Again, you know, by doing the proof, by doing the work, you'll prove whether or not that is correct or not. Okay. So when you take and line up uh, Leviticus 25.2 with 2 Kings 19.29. You now have uh, Leviticus 25.2 taking place in the 51st Jubilee cycle. And that adds on to what 2 Kings 19 and it gives you a complete picture of 120 Jubilee cycles up until 2045. So, so 2045 that- is the end of the 120th Jubilee cycle, is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And and this is starting at creation, presumably. Starting when Adam was made. Okay, gotcha. Just checking. <laughs> All yeah. right, so, no, that's good. so so that means that he was made 4,045 approximately. Am I, am I right on that one? According to your numbers? According to my numbers, well, um, some people say 4,000, but it's 3,836 B.C. Okay, so um, so that that's is that uh, taking into account for leap years and that kind of stuff, or what did I miss? No, it's just it's a straight count. Okay, the leap year is only adding another month; it's not adding a year. So okay. whether there's a leap year in there or not, uh, it doesn't matter. You're counting strictly years, one complete cycle of time. Yeah, of a year. And yeah. you got 5,880 of them times 40, which is 120 times 49. 5,890, you said? 5,880 is, that... is 120 okay. times 49. Okay. So you're taking 49 years instead of 50. That's right. Okay. Because okay. so we finish that 49th year. And then when we go into, after we've completed 49, then the next year, the so-called 50th year is actually the beginning of the new cycle. Is that correct? That's correct. It's kind of like when we talk about having a birthday uh, in Spanish, they talk about, um, uh, they talk about um, cumpleaños, right? You fulfilled your years, which I think makes a lot more sense because, although it's a little depressing if, as you get older, because <laughs> you realize, oh, I just, I just finished that many years, you know? Uh, and, and so uh, my daughter recently turned 11 and, you know, she, that means that she's completed 11 years on this planet already. 
and now yeah. she's starting her 12th year. So, so that means that the 49th year, once we finish that Jubilee cycle, we've, we've completed those 49 years. And then the next day is the beginning of the 50th, which is actually the beginning of a new cycle. Am I understanding you correctly? That's correct. Let's okay. like, okay. For most people, Pentecost Sunday is Sunday, right? Sure. So I'm going to say the same thing you just did, only a different way. Okay. You count seven Sabbaths. Mm -hmm. I think it's 23. You count seven Sabbaths. And on right. the after the seventh Sabbath, seventh Sabbath is the 50th day. It's the first day of the week. Gotcha. It's which always is then, Sunday. And it's the beginning of the new week, which the then the new count. Gotcha. Okay. So in Leviticus 25, it says the same thing. Count seven sabbatical years. Okay. And then the 50th year is after that. Now, we've got people mixing it up and saying that you blow the shofar in the middle of the 49th year to announce the 50th. That's not it at all. You blow the shofar on atonement in the 50th year. Mm. Okay? Okay. Just a little footnote. Where I don't want to go there because that's, you know, people argue that. Sure. <laughs> we've now proven yeah. that you count by 49. You've now okay. proven that you count by 49 to get 5,880 years. Okay? Okay. So now, okay. where are we? You asked the, the subject of today's show. Your your question was. Read read your question again. I'm gonna I'm gonna go live screen here in a minute. Okay. Well, do the jubilee cycles reveal Yehovah's end times plan? And my answer is yes. Okay. And here's how you know. I had a feeling. Okay. You might so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that up there? Uh, one second. Yes. Let me add it to the. There you go. Okay. Okay. So when you do the chronology, you have to do this chronology and figure out all this stuff. And I've done this here. So I'm going from right to left. Right to, right left. to left. Okay. So yeah, can you see my mouse? Uh, I don't see it. I don't know if you can shake it a little bit more, but it's not showing up. I'm not seeing it anyway. Okay. You see the year green there, 1386 BC? Yes. Okay. That's the first year in this cycle. It's also the Jubilee year. Okay. And 1386, is that is that our uh, Gregorian count years or is that? That's uh, the Gregorian calendar year, yes. Okay. 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 So 1386. And I just picked this one because we're going to show you something here to show you how the Jubilee cycles show you prophecy. Okay. So. 1386 BC is the first year, and then I go up to 1380, which is a sabbatical year, mm -hmm. and then we go back to 1379 because the, the, the numbers decline, right? We're in BC, we're declining. Mm -hmm. Right. And across the top is the 1380, 1373, 1366, 1359, 1352, 1345, and 1338. Those are all sabbatical years. Okay. 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 So what I'm showing you here right now is the date of the Exodus. This Which is one, the 1386. Uh, well, actually, it's 13, um, 1379 is the Exodus. Huh. Okay. In blue. So that that'll and, get you in trouble in certain circles. Oh, I know it already does. But I was thought it was 1446, but I'll. I'll go with your date for now. That's fine. <laughs> well, there's 1446 or 1250. Those are the two groups out there. Again, yeah. you have to have the Jubilee Cycles to be able to calculate this. If you don't have the Jubilee Cycles, if you don't have this chronology, 
you're only going to have 1250 or 1446. And you will never know where you are in God's chronology. But by doing the Jubilee cycles, 120 of them times 49, and then doing the chronology from Adam up until the X's, which you can do in your, your Genesis account, you can do the math. You, can, you will arrive at 1337, 1337 in yellow here, as the year they entered the promised land. Okay. And okay. from that point on, it gets dicey with the period of the judges. Okay. So we explain that we explain how to figure that out in our book, the, uh, the Memory of the Sabbatical Year 2016. Uh, you can get that through my website. But we walk you through every detail, every question that people have about the sabbatical years. We address each and every question in detail so that you can answer and prove this for yourself. And that's the whole idea. You got to be able to prove it for yourself. Right. So right. your question of the show is: Does this prophecy, does this understanding, show you Bible prophecy? Okay, go back to that screen again, Doug. I'm going to walk you through this again. Okay, so on the middle column here, we have the number one. Are we? Which cycle are we in? We are in the 50th one is now complete. And we are now into the 51st one. You see this in no, the middle column? Oh, 51st. Okay, so the, the red one, and it says 51. Yeah. Okay, in yellow. That's, okay. The, that's the end of the cycle on your left-hand side. That's the end of the Jubilee cycle on your left-hand side. So after 50 Jubilee cycles, they've now crossed into the promised land at the start of the 51st Jubilee cycle. Okay. So this number one is starting at the Exodus. And the reason we started at the Exodus is very simple. Um, it says in Exodus 3, sure enough, I put my notes down. There it is. Exodus 3, God tells Moses to go and get the people. Exodus 3.10, Exodus 3.12, 3.16, 3.17, 3.18, and 4.19. God tells Moses seven times to go and get his people. And he eventually gets mad at Moses because he's still trying to find excuses not to go. Go and get my people. Mm -hmm. So most people just read right over top of that. What does that mean? Well, we go to the Daniel 9 prophecy. And it says in Daniel 9, uh, from the, the command to go and get my people. You want to pull that up or you want me to read it? Uh, what was the passage again? Daniel 9, 24. Daniel 9, 24. Here. 70 weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of the sins, so what is this talking about? 70 weeks. Mm -hmm. If you look up the word weeks there, everywhere that Daniel's talking about this word weeks is the Feast of Weeks or the Feast of Shabuah. It's a festival of weeks. It's not 70 times 7. It's 70 times 49. Daniel was to seal this until the last days. If you're not keeping the holy days, you won't know about this 49-week count that we're doing right now. All of us are counting to, counting the Omer to Shavuot. Right so Shavuim, no. So you, you've got. I, I have to. I have to uh, kind of challenge right. you on this a little bit here, because. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm convinced of that. So the word, the the regular word for Shavua, when it's plural, is Shavuot, right? This is Shavuim. So there's something very different about this. Uh, it's not uh, the regular. 
plural for the word weak, it's uh, it's something different. So, um, okay. So if you well, look up the word weak, look yep. up the word weak, and yep. uh, I use Strong's. So I'm, I'm not a Hebrew scholar. I don't pretend to be. So when I yep. look up in Strong's, everywhere that this word is used, except in two places, means Shavuot, uh, Shavuot, Shavuot. Well, well, Shavuot is. This is the only place in the scripture, to my knowledge, that it actually has a, a masculine ending. It's normally Shavuot. That's instead right. of Shavuim. Right. So why should it be Shavuim instead of Shavuot? Okay, I don't know. But right there in your description of the word, pull up that the description of the word. Yep, this is Brown Driver Briggs. And right there, uh, one, number one, it says Feast of Weeks. Sure, right. I, I'm well aware of that. Uh, okay, so I don't want the, you to overlook that. I, I did not overlook it. I just want you to understand that it's, that is not taking into consideration the grammatical feature that's happening right here, that it's in the masculine instead of the feminine, right? So there, there's something peculiar. Uh, it's it's hard to put our finger on exactly what's going on, but but it's not the regular designation for Shavuot. It's Shavuim. Yep. Right, so, and Daniel was told to seal the books and hide it until the end times. Okay. How do you do that? I don't know how he did it. How did he do that? This stuff's read for 2,000, 3,000 years. How do you hide something in the obvious? I don't know. Maybe this is what he's done here. Okay. Okay. So if it's open, it will be open in the last days. Are we in the last days? Yes, I believe so. You believe so. Everyone believes so. What is it he's opening? Okay. So if it's 70 weeks or 70 times 49, this is the time allotted to the people of Israel. To what? To get their act together to obey God. And have we done that? No. So, seven, so 70 times 49, uh, starting when? Starting from Daniel's time? Well, it tells you right here. Okay. Verse 25. Know therefore and understand. Understand. Understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince, there mm -hmm. shall be seven weeks. What does that mean? Okay. Right? Okay. Like It, it doesn't mean me. anything. <laughs> Well, because from the going forth of this command, at uh, and most Christians believe it's Azaharas. So seven weeks later, okay, so seven times, seven years after this is what they're saying, after Azaharas, is Messiah the Prince? No, it, it doesn't make sense. So they turn it around and they make it 69. They just add the seven and the 62. They don't separate them apart. They've get, they just destroyed yeah. this prophecy like making it about yeah. Yeshua yeah. and not about what it's talking about. So now let me I, I'm not, gonna, I'm not convinced, is. just so you know. <laughs> I'm not convinced. I know. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm, I think saying, I'm saying I, yeah. I'm saying this prophecy is not about Yeshua at all. Okay. It may have du duplicate uh, prophetic influ influences here, but I don't really think so. Most okay, people so believe it's talking about the Messiah. What is it talking about? So let me put my screen back up. Uh, of your chart? Yeah. Okay. So from the going forth of the command, uh, at the burning bush, Jehovah told Moses uh, seven times to go get the people of Israel. Okay. So from this point right here, we start counting. Now, if the Exodus was in 1379, and so Moses went to get the people sometime, be, or he was at the burning bush sometime before that. 
I'm saying 1383, but you know we can argue about which year. We don't know. So, so it's somewhere where, in there, right? What 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 year? Where would you put uh, Solomon when he was building the the temple? Because it talks about uh, I believe it's 490, no, 400 and some years. 80 years. It, 480 uh, years. 480 years. It says that they came out of the um, they came out of Egypt. So where do you put Solomon on your timeline? I'll show you. Go back okay. to my timeline and let me let's just start now. So the first part of the Daniel prophecy is seven, seven weeks or seven, I'm saying seven Shabuim. So there's one in the red column in the middle, correct? You see that? What's the number? There's a lot of numbers and they're very one. small. So I'm trying to, number one. Oh, okay. the, big, the big number one here in the middle. I see that one. Yep. How come I'm not able to, how come I can't scroll this? Because uh, it's on your computer, but I don't know. I'm just showing you what you put up for us. <laughs> oh, let me let me go to my my screen. There. You're confusing me here. Okay. So number one is it moving now? Uh, maybe. Yes. Yes. No. It's okay. Moving. So there's number two. That's the second jubilee cycle. There's okay. number three, the third jubilee cycle. Okay. So as we're there's going up, four. years are coming down, right? So we're That's we're doing correct. BC backwards, and uh, okay, I got you. Okay. There's number six. Okay. There's number seven. Right? Okay. Now I just realized that we've, uh, what's going on here? So after seven Jubilee cycles, mm -hmm. right? Daniel, yeah. Daniel uh, 925, after seven Jubilee cycles will be Messiah the Prince. So we've got seven completed Jubilee cycles. After the seventh one, Messiah the Prince, and I'm looking at 1040. What happened in 1040? 1040, 1040. Okay. 1040 BC. I see 1043. Oh, 1040, a number eight there. Are we in number eight? Yep. Okay. So that's after seven Jubilee cycles, just like Daniel 9 is saying. After seven Jubilee cycles, after seven Shabuim, yeah. Messiah the Prince shall come. Okay. Now, I don't know about you, Doug, but my Messiah is a king. He's okay. not a prince. Okay. So who's Messiah the Prince? Okay. Messiah the Prince is King David. King David was born in 1040 BC. You'll see that he became king over Judah in uh, 1010 BC. And uh -huh. he was king over all of Israel in 1003 BC. Okay. He was anointed by Samuel when he was a child. So yeah. I don't know when that was, but uh, he was anointed by Judah and he was anointed by all of Israel when he became king those two times. That's three special anointings that he was given. Okay. Okay. So, so, so Daniel is not giving, so Daniel's not giving a prophecy. He's he's giving he's getting history here. Is what you're saying? Well, right now he's giving history, but it's a well, prophetic I'm, message. But well, but that part of it was in um, as he was starting it, the first part of Daniel's prophecy there in chapter nine. You're saying is is a historical reference to give us the time frame. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, I'll say that. Okay. 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 So now the second part of that is the count from 62. So again, what when what year did David become king? 1010 BC. So you're okay. You're uh 25 years off from the typical. Uh, okay. I'm I'm listening. Okay. Um, so then so now you're you're asking about Solomon. So there's yep. eight, 
There's nine. There's Solomon, 967 B.C. 967. That's the fourth year of Solomon's uh, reign when he began to build the temple. Okay. Okay, so Solomon became king in 970 B.C. I mean, oh, he, yeah, he became king. David reigned for 40 years before that, brings you back to 1010 B.C. How are, how are you getting these dates again? I mean, they seem kind of random to me, quite frankly. What, uh, what, you're, what you're just, you have for Solomon? You're just throwing out years, and I'm not sure how you got there. Uh, from your Bible, from my Bible. Well, no, but the Bible doesn't uh, tell what years things happen in, right? So, Okay, so we do yeah. not know when any of the Hebrew kings were, right? Let me just come out of here. Where's the... Well, I mean, it's all about correlating it with our calendar. That's the that's the trick, right? Uh, so we're that's trying to figure trick. out. That's right. So, you know, we we know they were back there we, somewhere. Right? So it's, we got to figure out have, they, when did this happen. We only have two dates in history when they we know when the Hebrew kings existed. One was the Battle of Karkar in eight fifty three B.C., and the other one was the Sennacherib coming against Hezekiah in seven hundred one B.C. Okay. If it wasn't for those two dates, we wouldn't know when any of the Hebrew kings were. So from those things, we can count back using uh, the chronology and figure out that Solomon was king in 967, right? Is that what I said? No, that's the fourth year, 970. 970, okay. Okay. So if we know that he's king in 970 and David reigned for 40 years before that, we know that King David was king in uh, 1010 B.C. So you're saying you look uh, like you're not following me. No, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. It's well, a lot okay. So numbers, we're, we're talking numbers. We're going fast. We're, you know, I'm trying to squeeze it into a short space of time here. I understand. Yep. But Solomon 970 is a recognized date, right? Okay. It's, I'm not making these numbers up. It's a recognized yep. date. Sure. And it's based Solomon. on Second Kings 1929 and right. and uh, yeah. uh, the 853 for Ahaz. Okay. So. so 970 is when Solomon becomes king. If we add 480 years, we don't come to 446. Why are you adding 480 years? Uh, I'm trying to remember where's the passage. It talks about how. Hang on. Hang on. Okay. I know. Chronicles, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. Let's Chronicles. just leave that alone because that's a whole other show. There are, are There's over a dozen different uh, uh, authorities uh -huh. who all give a dozen different years, and there's only one. I believe uh, the Masoretic text that says it's 480. The uh, Septuagint gives it 420 or 440. Um, okay. Josephus says it's 590. Every other historian that records that date mm -hmm. has a different number. There's no two that agree. I see. Okay. So we, when you're doing the chronology, yeah, you're going to have to leave that blank until you see what the number is. The number is actually 412. I see. Well, okay, you say you see, but not yet. But before we get there, let's finish the Daniel prophecy, because you're asking about, does the Jubilee show you prophecy? Okay. So we're counting the prophecy. Here's Solomon. You wanted to stop at Solomon. We've stopped yeah. here. Yeah. We're now counting. There's, we've already gone after the seventh, show you the Messiah, the Prince. Yeah. Now we got 62 more, so that's a total of 69. Okay. 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 Yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go faster, so this will just be a blur. Yep. Okay, so I'm counting each jubilee cycle 
from that time at the burning bush down to our time, which is 69 Jubilee cycles later, and here we are. Is that up on your screen? Yes. The 69th Jubilee cycle here in yellow. Mm -hmm. The end of the 69th is the end of the 119th Jubilee since Adam. Okay. 1996. So the 70th Jubilee, but we're looking for 120 Jubilees, correct? No, 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 not in Dan. We're in Daniel 9. Okay. Daniel 9 is looking for 70. 70 periods of time, 70 Shabuim have been allotted to your people, the people of Israel, okay. to, get their, to get their act together. Now, that also, you see up here 120 Jubilees up on top here? Yes. This is 120 Jubilees since Adam. Okay. okay. At the same time, it's a 70th Jubilee since the burning bush, hmm. which is what Daniel 9 is talking about. We've already established that Messiah the Prince is King David. Uh, I thought, well, how can, why is David a prince and not a king? Well, because Yeshua is the king. Well, in, in Isaiah chapter 9, it says that he'll be Sar Shalom, right? He'll be the prince of peace. So, okay. Okay. I mean, so he is called a prince, right? He is called a prince. So, okay, you're going to split hairs here. You know, like we're talking prophetic. You're, prophetic. you're making, you're making the claim. You're saying that I Jesus is not claim. a prince, he's a king. And yet we have scripture that calls him a prince. So, I mean, you know, the burden's on okay, you. Now. So <laughs> you're, you're making a yeah. very different uh, change. Now, I, I'm wondering, why couldn't it be both? You know, why couldn't it be both? Why couldn't it be fulfillment of both? I mean, I think it fits so beautifully well to take us for the 70 times seven takes us up to Messiah, which is brilliant. Everybody uses a different date, a different starting date for as a higher well, 454 to 458. Fair enough. Fair enough. And but, then but, they have his crucifixion at 31, 34, 30, right. even 27. So right. which is it? But but we're only what we're only having a margin of error of like seven years or something. That's not a huge deal, really. A little margin of error because we can't quite figure out exactly when it starts. It is minor. I, I just don't even think that's something to that's worthy of throwing out the baby with the bathwater here. You you've got uh, minor differences and fair. You know, if it's twenty nine, if it's thirty two, whatever. We're, we're we're definitely in that ballpark that takes us. If up I, if, if I give you that, if I give you that, will you give me this Daniel prophecy as being about the seventy jubilees? Well, if it can be both, then I'm fair with. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> but to, but to throw. Oh. But to throw out that it's taking us to Messiah, I I just think that's, you know, uh, kind of squeezing it into your mold and not looking at uh, from a different per perspective. I mean, I've already given you the the Shana is uh, is a jubilee cycle, which, you know, again, could it be both? Uh, I think it could be both. I, I I don't think that your reading of it is the the primary reading. At the very best, it's a secondary or tertiary kind of reading but i'm fine with it i'll 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 flow with you okay but to okay I, I will, I will that it could possibly be about yeshua i will we got this recorded i will possibly concede <laughs> all right okay? that's good, on record. good. <laughs> but, all right. i'm you know, the first messiah the prince is talking about king david 
And when you count seven Jubilee cycles from the burning bush, you end up at King David's birth and his anointing by, you know, and Mashiach is the word anointing, right? So it's not talking about the Messiah, it's talking about the anointed person, which is King David at this time. The okay. second Messiah that is talking about there is also the word Mashiach, mm -hmm. and it's talking about Israel. So okay. Israel, is, I'm okay. So again, I'm claiming that this second Mashiach in Daniel nine is is Israel, all twelve tribes, and it says that Israel will be cut off and be as if they never were in the middle of the seventieth jubilee cycle. Okay. So that's that's the prophetic significance of this. That's why I'm pointing this out. That's why I'm all gung ho about this. Because we have now just hit the, the middle of the 70th Jubilee cycle. Okay. All right. So just to, to recap here, just to recap, what you're if I heard you correctly, you're saying that Daniel 9, 24, 70 weeks are determined for your people and your holy city, is starting from Daniel's day. Is that correct? Starting from no, Daniel's starting day? From Moses at the burning bush. Okay, starting from Moses. Thank you. Starting from Moses. And that takes us up until Daniel's day. Is that correct? No, the first seven years takes you to King David. Takes you okay. The first seven years takes you to King David. King okay. David. Okay. Then the next sixty-two bring you to nineteen ninety-six. Then you nineteen ninety-six. Okay. All so right. So now, so that's sixty-nine weeks, and we have one more jubilee cycle left. Is what you're saying? Is correct. That right? okay. Yes. All right. Gotcha. Good. I'm tracking. I'm tracking. No, I, I'm I'm good. So now read. Um, the, let's read Daniel uh, nine twenty six. Nine twenty six. Okay. And after and sixty two. Go ahead. And after the sixty two weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with the flood. Until the end of the war, desolations are determined. All right. Okay. So after no, well, after the 69th Jubilee cycle, mm -hmm. this stuff is supposed to take place. Now, the Messiah here, which you are interpreting as 490 years for Messiah the Prince, or 483 years, okay, that he's going to be cut off. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't say for after 483 years. It says after 62 weeks, mm -hmm. right? So after 62 Jubilee cycles, which is after 1996, Messiah, Israel, all 12 tribes. Israel is also the anointed. Um, the anointed of his eye, you know, don't touch my anointed. Okay. Uh, those, those two scriptures come to mind. Um, they're about to be destroyed. Why? Because they have not kept the sabbatical years or the jubilee years or the holy days and i'm not mm -hmm. going to argue which calendar is the proper one just they haven't kept the holy days and they do not keep the sabbath now so, israel who doesn't, who doesn't keep it the israel now hang on let me just okay. clarify that because you're about to jump on me for that one israel <laughs> yeah judah the jewish people are made up of the tribe of judah they are one twelfth of the tribe of israel yeah, they're, they're they're probably two twelfths at least. You got some Levites okay. in there. Okay, <laughs> Benjamites yeah. probably. Benjamin like, Levi. Okay, I'll give you two and a half, three. I'll even give you three. But okay. the other ten tribes are not part of the state of Israel today. 
I'm with so you. It, I'm, so I'm there are 12 or 13 tribes, whichever way you want to count them, that are out there in the world. And God said that they would be the most powerful nations, the richest nations, the most prosperous nations in all the world. Mm -hmm. So who are they? That's another thing. And we identify them in our book, The 2300 Days of Hell. And we go to great detail, 250 pages, just on this one verse here in Daniel 9. 70 weeks are determined for your people. So we have to identify who those people are. Now, I think you and I can agree. I'm not, I don't know, who those people are today. And they are basically the, the Northwestern Europe and the uh, American, Canadian, English, and Australian peoples. Hmm. What, about, uh, what about African believers? Would they be part of that? Well, hang on. We're not talking about believers. We're okay. talking about the descendants of the 12 tribes of Israel. But hmm. let's just say this right up front. If you keep Torah, if you obey Torah, you are grafted in no matter what part of Mars you come from. If okay. you're green with yellow polka dots and you're not brown with blue polka dots, polka dots, as long as you believe, you're in. Okay. So this is not a race issue, and it's okay. not trying to be. You have to identify who these people are in order to know who these things are about to happen to in the end times. So we, if we get to the 70th Jubilee cycle, what's going to happen? Well, we go back to Leviticus 25. It talks about the Jubilees. And right after that, it goes into Leviticus 26. And it tells you, here's the blessings you will get if you obey. Mm -hmm. Verses 1 to 13. Nobody should read verses 1 to 13. Because nobody obeys. Uh -huh. Let's read the verses that apply to us for not obeying. So that starts in verse 14 and goes to verse 40. And I've labeled these as five curses. And these five curses apply to each sabbatical cycle, and each one gets compounded on the one after it. So the okay. first curse starting verse 14. If you want to read it, we can go through this. Uh, but if you do not obey me and do not observe all these commandments, and if you despise my statutes, or if your soul abhors my judgments, so that you do not perform all my commandments, but break my covenant, I also will do this to you. I will even appoint terror over you, wasting disease and fever, which shall consume the eyes and cause sorrow of heart, and you shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. I will set my face against you, and you shall be defeated by your enemies. Those who hate you shall reign over you, and you shall flee when no one pursues you. And after all this, if you do not obey me, then Stop here. Let okay. me just, I'm going to switch out my screen. And now I want to share that screen. Where'd my share screen go? I've lost it. It's at the bottom. You got to share it again. Oh, no. Hang on. I just moved it too much. Okay. I, I don't see your share screen. So uh, if you'll be, I don't know. Yeah. Coming up you now. Share and, share and there we go. All right. Okay. Yep. So what you just read, I've called, I've labeled it as the curse of terror. Okay. Now, it generally it applies to the whole Jubilee cycle here from year 1996 to two, uh, 244. But they, throughout history, they come in a certain order. And this is the other thing that I've learned by doing this, that these curses are repeated specifically in a specific order each Jubilee cycle when they have been applied. So this first curse of terror starts in 1996 on the right-hand side, 1996 to 2002. 
And we have, you know, the USS Cole being attacked, the U.S. Embassy in Tanzania and uh, uh, Kenya being blown up and then 9-11 taking place during this cycle, this seven-year sabbatical cycle. So you, you, are, you are primarily looking at America as the, the main character. Is that, what you're, is that what you're saying? I'm looking at America as being the dominant Ephraimite tribe of all the 12 tribes with uh, Manasseh being... Um, or Ephraim being United Kingdom and NASA being United States. It, I get confused on those two because the, the Bible has says both things. For Anyway, it's one of those two. But the United Kingdom is also included in this as well because they okay. are also being attacked. Okay? Okay. Okay, so now that's the first seven-year cycle. And, okay, well, you can you can argue this. But it's not 100% sure. But if you go and read um, read the next verse, it starts off telling you what we're talking about here. Because we just finished reading Leviticus 25, 7. Or mm -hmm. Leviticus 25, I mean. And I will, uh, he says, after all this, if you do not obey me, then I will punish you seven times more for your sins. Okay, so the seven times is seven. What's the word for times? Uh, let's see. Uh Let's see, seven times. Sheva. It just says I'll I'll do you seven. So Okay. So seven what? It's seven times. Seven cycles of time or seven years or seven something, right? Seven. Seven times bigger. Okay, so it just I'm says, uh, well, it's seven. It doesn't I mean, you know, it's I'm, it's a this is a mathematical, not so much a time thing. This is, you know, like yeah. You know. So I'm saying that this is talking about the sabbatical cycle, which is what Leviticus 25, which we just read, was talking okay. about. Because we're now Leviticus 26. So how would how would you how would you um, how would you um, line this up with uh, Ezekiel chapter four, where he lays on one side and then lays on the other side, right? And so it many people believe that where he has. Um, Oh, how many years is it for the? I got to look that up. Three hundred ninety. Yeah, is it three hundred ninety? He's supposed to lay on one side, and then you take that times seven, and that takes us like two hundred two thousand seven hundred and something years. Yeah. Okay, and that takes us up to approximately now, basically. Uh, yeah. What What do you do with that? I don't do anything with it. You ignore it, or what? No, I, I don't ignore it. It's just it. It's not a. It's, it's not part of the Jubilee cycles. It's not part of that prophetic message that I see. It's another prophetic message that, yes, you can you can look at that, but I'm not using it and connecting it with this. I see. So, okay, because 390 times 7. The, 20, the 25, 10, 2730. I thought brought us to uh, 2010. Okay. That's interesting. No, I mean it is interesting. Yeah. Okay. Again, I don't know what to do with it. Okay. Okay. So I, I just I left it to the side. I it doesn't help me to do this about in Jubilee years. Gotcha. Okay. Go on. Okay. So continue reading, and now I'm saying that the next thing that you're reading is the next seven year curse. Okay. 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 Uh, so I'll continue here. Uh, for I've laid on. Oops, sorry. That's the wrong passage. Get over. Okay. And he says, uh, I will break the pride of your power. I'll make your iron heavens like iron, 
your earth like bronze, and your strength shall be spent in vain, for your land shall not yield its produce, nor shall the trees of the land yield their fruit. Then if you walk contrary to me and are not willing to obey. Okay. So that wrote it back to my chart. Okay. Trying to keep up with all the multimedia here. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So the second cycle, the second curse, I'm saying started around 2003. It's the next seven years. So okay. it's added to the first curse. The first curse I'm calling is terrorism. Now in the second curse, it's drought, severe and extreme weather patterns. And they are added together in the second curse. Now, did now, you come up with that before we saw all those tornadoes or did you come up with that after? I, I started to understand this in 2005. Okay. So what are you, the tornadoes seem to be increasing at this time. Hurricane Katrina happened in 2005. Hurricane Rita, Hurricane, all, all these big disasters were taking place. And I was wondering, what is going on? Mm -hmm. And it was at the same time that I started to learn about the Jubilee side. This is when I first learned about them in 2005. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So that's what I'm doing. And I'm looking at these curses now. And the, the hottest years on record, most of them happened during this seven-year period of time and continued into the next cycles and continued to increase. So this so, is the uh, second cycle. Is that what you're saying? The second and, cycle. And, and these cycles are based on uh, a, a seven years, a sabbatical period uh, of time. That's correct. Period of time. Right. Okay. So, so the curse that you're reading and are just so, just so we're clear, you've got these seven cycles within a jubilee cycle, right? So you've got seven yes. weeks within a jubilee cycle, and so you're dividing these and kind of taking a look at what happens. That's okay. Right. I got you. All right. Okay. Keep going. So read the third curse now. Hold on. Got to switch screens. All right. Uh, there we go. It says, then if you walk contrary uh, and are not willing to obey me, I will bring on you seven times more plagues according to your sins. So you're seeing the seven here not as seven, not seven times longer, but seven times greater. Well, I'm seeing it as another seven-year period of time, but possibly seven times greater, possibly. Oh, so it's one sabbatical cycle, you're saying. Yeah, that's, but that's I'm also seven saying year cycle. It's, I'm also thinking that it's magnified seven times greater as well. You know, like you can you can argue both ways here. Well, because it doesn't actually say seven times. That Just so that you know, it doesn't say seven times. That's right. Uh, it, it just says seven. Okay. Yeah. So that may... I don't know. That might strengthen your, your theory. I'm not quite sure. All right. Uh, I also send wild beasts among you, which shall rob you of your children, destroy your livestock, and make you fear and number, and your highways shall be desolate. Okay. So right. I, I had a very hard time understanding this one. Um, I was looking for lions and bears and dog attacks and shark attacks, and it, it just wasn't happening. And then I realized that uh, now I've been told that a virus is not a live entity, but bacteria are. But during this time, we have SARS, uh, H1N1, H5N1. We have all these uh, potential epidemics taking place. Um, a swine flu shut down uh, Mexico. The airport was empty. Mm -hmm. And I, I think, well, maybe, maybe these animals are his bacteria. And they say that the virus is not a bacteria, but the virus acts like a bacteria once it gets inside a cell. So, again, I'm not a biologist. I don't know these things. but could this be talking about bacteria? I believe it does. But, you know, during this period of time, we didn't really have anything happen. 
But what I started to do was I went back. Now, let me go back to my screen. Uh, let's go back to the other screen. Oh, you. Oh, okay. yeah. I want to get out of that screen. I want to bring up my other screen. All right. And where'd you go? I got to do all this mumble jungle juggling around here of all these different screens. Oh, I know. We need a producer. We need just, you know. Yeah. Producer, put that up there. That'd be great. <laughs> All right, and guys, in the in the comments section, we are going to get to your questions. But I think Joe's bringing us some great stuff. So, and he might even answer some of your questions. So let's let him uh, keep talking. There. Okay, go ahead, Joe. Okay, so you see the screen here now? Yes, I see seventy in front of me. Okay, so we have uh, in the third and fourth sabbatical cycle. Okay. Okay, if you go down in the 69th jubilee on the right hand side. You'll see the green area in the Jubilee before. There was a, an epidemic during this time in the Israelite countries called El Tor. And I thought that was interesting, but you know, it didn't a whole lot of people didn't die from it, but it was interesting. So I went to the Jubilee cycle before that, and I looked again. Uh, it, the green area are the pandemics that we had. We had the Spanish flu epidemic, was one of them here. We had a cholera outbreak as well. So then I went back to the one before that, and I checked on Google and I looked up all the pandemics for the Israelite countries. And again, in the third and fourth sabbatical cycle, 14, and then into the fifth sabbatical cycle, the first year, consistently all these pandemics were going on. So where so it's we, green, it's all pandemic, is that right? That's, that's what this chart is showing you, yes. Hmm. So then we go back into the 1700s, the 1800s, 1700s. Early 1700s, and I kept on going back. And at the bottom of my charts are all these notes that you mm. can see. And then we get back into this time period. There's a lot sketchier back here, but we also had the bubonic plagues uh, in the third cycle and, and second cycle. So it, it gets a little dicier back here. But even back in the, we go back to the 1400s, 1485, we had this sweating disease that people were dying in a couple hours. Um, but mm. I've seen a pattern developing in this third and fourth sabbatical cycle with epidemics. And so that's got me to do a whole lot of other research. But mm -hmm. I just, I'm just pointing out, I believe this third curse to be that, that pestilence mm -hmm. cycle. Interesting. Okay. okay. So yeah, the, the, so the, the seven there is not necessarily seven times. That may be uh, the New King James, whatever, taking... A little bit of liberty there i mean you know uh, it just says seven um mm -hmm. you know i'll strike you seven uh according to your your sins so okay um uh, that's interesting okay so continue reading there read the the you've now read three three of the curses read the fourth one uh so we did wild beasts uh, and if by these things you're not reformed to me by me but walk contrary to me, then I will also walk contrary to you, and I will punish you yet seven times more for your sins, or or seven, right? Again, it's not seven times, but and I will bring a sword against you that will execute the vengeance of the covenant when you are gathered together within your cities. I will send pestilence among you, and you shall be delivered into the hand of the enemy. When I've cut off your supply of bread, ten women shall bake your bread in one oven. And they shall bring back your bread by weight, and you shall eat and not be satisfied. Read a little bit more. 
Uh, and after all this, if you do not obey me, but walk contrary to me, then I also walk contrary to you in fury, and I, even I, will chastise you seven times more for your sins. You shall eat the flesh of your sons and shall eat the flesh of your daughters. I okay. will destroy you. Okay. Okay. So go back to my chart there. The fourth sabbatical cycle in black. Mm -hmm. That's the one that I've been saying is a sword cycle. This is a cycle that the sword is to come. And Daniel 9 is telling us that in the middle of this cycle is when these things start. And you've just read the fourth curse. And I've been focused for 15 years about the sword. And if you read the if I read the curse of uh, Leviticus 26 properly, it also talks about pestilence mm -hmm. or plagues. And then it talks about famine. Mm -hmm. And here we all are right now in the middle of this Jubilee cycle in the year 2020. All of us are locked down in our homes because of a plague. Mm -hmm. Exactly what the curse is saying. And the news on, on uh, yesterday or today's news was that we're running out of meat and that they are talking, the World Health Organization is talking about a pandemic, I mean, not a pandemic, a famine mm -hmm. in 55 countries around the world of approximately mm -hmm. 1 billion people within the next three months, unless we start to get things fixed fast. Yeah, a lot of uh, pork uh, uh, butchers have, uh, you know, closed shop Tyson and others and, I, I'm not sad about pork stopping, but if the porkies don't have porky, what are they going to eat? Well, and, and insofar as, as as that's you know definitely a staple for people. I'm not saying people should eat it, but that is a staple that a lot of people eat. So if you don't eat pork, then you have to su supply something else. And yeah, so it, it's the, pretty obvious that this is going to be kind of ugly. The news soon. today is that a number of chicken places have also shut down in Canada. Two of our we have three big uh, butcher. Um, Beef butchered places, two of them have shut down. Chicken wow. butchering places are shutting down across the states. This is getting to be a big deal. Yeah. And when you start taking away the food, you take away the income, people have to either pay the rent or buy food, and they're not working. Mm -hmm. This is getting serious real quick here now. And that's, that's right. why the, the governments right now are trying to push everyone back to work to avert this next catastrophe that's about to take place. And you just read it. In your Leviticus 26, mm -hmm. and I've shown you in the cycles that we're in, that it happened this year in 2020. Now, my, you know, I believe the barley was ripe early this year. So we started 30 days ahead of many people mm -hmm. on what I call Passover of March 10th. And I'm not mm -hmm. criticizing you if you kept April as your Passover. I'm not saying that at all. But on March 10th this year, the World Health Organization declared a pandemic of this COVID-19 on the very day. So, you know, that's a huge wake up and take notice here. Hmm. This is nothing that Joe Dumont could have orchestrated by manipulating the news to do what he's trying to say in his prophetic things for the Daniel 9 prophecy and the Jubilee cycles. Right. This is a worldwide event that hmm. only God could do. Hmm. You know, I get really ticked off of these people saying it's uh, Bill Gates trying to do facts. They just make me so furious. This is God doing something. Hey, and well if, you don't, if you don't see God in doing this, mm -hmm. you're an idiot. I just got to mm -hmm. tell you, you're an idiot. 
So Thank now, you for being blunt. I appreciate that. <laughs> man, if I could reach out and slap some people, I would. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 and I appreciate that too, because I think what happens is the, I, I call them hyper conspiracies because I, I think a fair amount of conspiracies are true, but I think we'd be so careful that we don't start pinning that tail on Bill Gates or um, on every donkey that goes by, uh, you know, George Soros, he gets blamed for everything that's ever happened. Oh, yeah, you know, and look, the guy's not that smart, you know, he may be a dirty, rotten scoundrel, but he's not guilty of everything, right? He, he isn't the, the one mastermind that that is is behind the dark curtain and he's you know doing all these things, but just, you know, he, he might be a real jerk, I don't know, okay, when, but when the people do this, you know what they're doing. They're covering yeah. up Jehovah's hand. Yes. So I just read in Isaiah today. Yeah. Jehovah yeah. has his hand outstretched. What does that mean? It's not outstretched to put out the curse. He's got it outstretched waiting for you to grab it. Come. Right. Come. Yeah. But guess what? Yeah. When you cover it up in all these stupid conspiracy teachings, mm -hmm. you hide the fact that Jehovah is the one that sent these curses. And then yeah. people can't yeah. repent because they can't see his hand. That's right. And so they don't know they don't got to repent. They're not yeah. going to. Right. And when you when you when you project the blame onto somebody else, it means that it's all George Soros's fault. It's not my fault. Not me. I have nothing to do with this. I'm a great guy. But if it weren't for him, we'd be you know we'd all be happy and rich by now. But we are suffering these curses because of us. That's right. You and me. Yep. Not yep. not him because of yep. us. So yeah. until we repent, until we get our act straight, until we get straight with Jehovah, you know, and put our lives in order, these curses are going yeah. to continue. So wow. we've got the fourth curse that you just read. Yep. Pestilence. We already got it. Famine about to begin. Mm -hmm. And the thing that's missing and is still yet to come is the sword. I can hardly wait. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's going to be, and I believe that triggering event is going to take place in 2020. So, so show me here in the text. Uh, we started at 14. So we got terror. That was the first cycle. Is that right? That was the first seven. That's right. That's okay. okay. I, I divided, excuse me. I divided them into seven. So the first one is terror. The second one is severe okay. uh, drought or ex, your uh, sky like iron and brass. Okay. All right. So this is the second one chapter or verse 19, excuse me. Okay. Your third one then, is the animals eating you. That's pestilence. Okay. And uh, the animals one, and or pestilence. Okay. And the fourth one is a sword. Okay, a sword, and which is also pestilence, right? Okay. Yes. So, that's, like I said, each of these curses has compounded with the one before. That's okay. four. So five. Five it, is captivity. Is what? Five is captivity, and it sort of blurs in here, starting with the "You shall eat your your sons and daughters." Uh, okay, so that's verse twenty nine. So that's number five. Well, it's five. Keep on going. Let's read some more. Okay, because he's in the, he's now right. After, if you are not going to obey, then Jehovah's going to get really ticked off. Now he's going to get furious, and he's now coming at you with everything, and he's just going to wipe you out. He's giving okay. you all these chances to repent. But you yeah. have not. All right. So then you shall eat the flesh of your sons and your daughters, and you shall eat the flesh of your daughters. I will destroy your high places, cut down your incense altars, and cast your carcasses on the lifeless forms of your idols, and my soul shall abhor you. So that's number six. Is that right? Keep going. 
you can read okay. that. It's long. It goes down to 40. But 40 is when he starts, uh, if okay. you repent. Okay. I will lay your cities waste and bring your sanctuaries to desolation. I will not smell the fragrance of your sweet aromas. I will bring the land to desolation. Your enemies who dwell in it shall be astonished at it. I will scatter you among the nations and draw out a sword after you. You shall be, your land shall be desolate and your cities waste. Then the land shall enjoy its Sabbaths as long as it lies desolate and you are in your enemy's land. Then the land shall rest and enjoy its Sabbaths. As long as it lies desolate, it shall rest. For the time it did not rest on your Sabbaths when you dwelt in it. And as for those of you who are left, I will send faintness in their hearts and their lands of their enemies. The sound of a shaken leaf shall cause them to flee. They shall flee as though fleeing from a sword and they shall fall when no one pursues. They shall stumble over one another as it were before a sword when no one pursues, and you shall have no power to stand before your enemies. You shall perish among the nations, and the land of your enemies shall eat you up. And those of you who are left shall waste away in their iniquity in their enemies' lands. Also in their father's iniquities, which are with them, they shall waste away. But if they confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers with their unfaithfulness, in which they were unfaithful to me, and uh, and that they also have walked contrary to me. Is that so going? What you, well, you can, it's talking now, if when you're in this state of captivity, in the state of fleeing for your life at the blowing of leaves, if you repent, if you recall what you've done, that you mm -hmm. haven't obeyed him, then he will forgive you, but you'll stay in your captivity, you'll stay in your, your, your foreigner's land, but he will now keep you safe. He will protect you. But you gotta repent, and if you don't, you're gonna die. I, I've got a question for you, because um, as I was going through this, I mean, these are the very same charges that God brought against Judah, and we know specifically from from Jeremiah, I think chapter twenty three, saying that seventy years are determined, uh, and that they would come out of in the seventieth year because they did not keep, uh, or they didn't let the land lay fallow right for four hundred ninety years. So yep. do you see uh, this kind of cycle? Do you see something on your chart that would kind of give us a, a sense of, you know, hey, this happened? I mean, that would be a, that would be a fantastic uh, control if we're doing like a, an experiment. This is the control group, right? So something I'm, I'm that not sure what Pardon? You're, you're trying to compare Jeremiah's 70 weeks for, for Judah to the 70 Jubilee cycles that we're talking about here? Is that what you're? I'm not sure what you're asking. Because well, as I'm as I'm going through Leviticus 26, I mean, some of those things definitely happened to Judah, right? They were oh, they kept experiencing yeah. all these bad things, and then they were taken out of the land, as God said, He's I'm going to take you out and I'm going to scatter you, right? So it it happened to the Northern Kingdom, it happened to the Southern Kingdom, and we have good records of what happened to the Southern Kingdom and then how they came back eventually. So it also I'm, happened to, to to Israel. It happened to Judah in 586. It happened to Judah yeah. again in 70 AD. All okay. these same things are repeated. So right. each Jubilee cycle, it's repeated again and again throughout history. You, you see yeah. these different samples. Yeah. Um, you know, let me, let me, you got another question or can I show you something else? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me uh, get out of my stop sharing and I'm going to go to this other screen. Oops. Okay. So you see that there now? I do. Okay. So there's another prophecy here that um, 
Now we're talking about 2045 being the end of this Jubilee cycle. 2044 is the 49th year. But there's another uh, prophecy in Luke, uh, Luke 6, that talks about, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the last days. As it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, so shall it be in the last days. Well, what does that mean? You know, I, we wrestle with it, giving in marriage and all this stuff, they're being real bad. So what I did was I went and looked at the time when Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. Okay. So in the purple here, and this is the... Uh, the time of the trial of Nimrod, but at the end of that time in 1790 BC is when Sodom and Gomorrah is destroyed. 78, 1789 BC is a year later when um, uh, Isaac was born. Okay, that's what this chart shows you. Now I'm using Gregorian years. I could go to after creation years or after Adam years, but I'm gonna stick with the one side. So I've noticed that the as Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed within the third year of the sixth sabbatical cycle. Okay, that, what does that, I don't know what that means. I didn't know, I didn't understand. So I went and looked at the flood, and the flood is 1656 after the creation of Adam. So here I'm flipping to the other side. It's also, it's the fourth year of the sabbatical, six sabbatical cycle. Well, now that's interesting. So we got Sodom and Gomorrah and the flood, and we're looking at the two of them, and they're, well, what does that mean? Again, I don't know. So a little bit further, I looked at this. These are the seven years of plenty in green and the seven years of famine in red during the lifetime of Joseph. And the, life, the famine ends in the third year of the sixth sabbatical cycle. And I, you know, I didn't understand what this was telling me when I first looked at it. But this is huge. This is huge. So it's when you start comparing each Jubilee cycle with our current Jubilee cycle that you begin to see something develop. So let me, uh, let me show you this. This is the flood in 1656. Okay. And it's compared to the same year as 2033 in our current Jubilee cycle. So 1656 is Mundi, right? That's counting from Adam going forward. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And 2034 is our current Gregorian year. Okay. Okay. And we're in the year 2020. Right. So as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the last days. Interesting. Now, um, what chart is it? Right. Yeah, as it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, again, similar circumstance, similar time of year. Mm -hmm. So what I did mm -hmm. was I did another experiment. And I've said this before, I took the fall holy days. We know that the Passover is a time of Yeshua's death. But what do the fall holy days mean? How do they come into play here? So what I did was I took a day for each, uh, for a year. And I made the eighth day feast, the Jubilee year. They have similar teachings. The uh, seventh day of Sukkot would be the year 2044. The first day of Sukkot would be 2038. The Day of Atonement is 2033 when Satan is locked away. Uh, 2024 would be the Feast of Trumpets when the Messiah was born and when he's supposed to come again in the future. Okay, so say those again. So when is Satan locked away? Uh, 2033, which represents the Day of Atonement, right? That's what the Day of Atonement is all about, when Satan's locked away. So okay. you, if you go to Leviticus uh, 16, you read about the, the, you know, the two goats. Then you go to, uh, was it Revelation 20? 
I believe it's 20. Yes, yes it's 20. Yeah. And, and the strong angel coming down and taking Satan, throwing him mm -hmm. in the pit for a thousand years. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's similar. So I believe that's to take place in the year 2033, just based on this chronology. Now, again, I did not know that at first. I'm just playing with these numbers here, putting the holy days on and making them uh, represent a year. And then I compared it to the time of Sodom and Gomorrah. And then I compared it to the time of, of uh, Noah's flood. And I'm starting to see a pattern in this six sabbatical cycle. And then when I compare that to um, Joseph's time, again, I see the same thing. At the end of the seven years of famine are, is when Satan would be locked away. Again, so what does that mean? Yeah. It's okay. So like we're looking for patterns in this inside each Jubilee cycle. Moses was said, or not Moses, Abraham was said to be a prophet. What did he prophesy? Well, the events of his life and of his children's life were prophetic messages for us in the last days. Hmm. Joseph is given uh, the seven years of plenty starting in 2023. To He tells Pharaoh that's when it's supposed to begin. Now that lines up to 2020. Who is Egypt in the last days? I believe Egypt to be the Babylon or the Babylonian Empire, which is the European Empire, which is about to be created. The 10 or 27 nations of Europe are about to become a empire uh, and rule the world. I hmm. believe they are the king of the north and they're about to attack uh, the king of the south, which is Iran or Egypt or the Middle East hmm. and Islam. Interesting. So okay. I'm looking for something like that to trigger this series of events during 2020. So yeah, let, let's let's kind of let's zoom in on that if we could. Um, so you think, uh, from based on your chart, that and I can see this that 2020 or potentially 2019, I guess, is the middle of this week uh, of this uh, what you call a week, right? Uh, the middle of this jubilee cycle. Uh, the middle of the sabbatical cycle, the fourth one. It's or, okay, 2020 is the middle of the Jubilee cycle as well, yes. Okay, so it, that's the one that falls right in the middle, though to me it looks like you could argue 2019, but whatever, I won't, I won't press the point. So 2020, so you're not surprised that, that we got the coronavirus. You're, for you, in your opinion, we're just right on schedule. Is that, is that right? The Jehovah's timing, yes. I'm just, just, just checking. Yeah, um, I agree. Okay. So based on this and based on what we saw in Leviticus chapter 23, uh, kind of, can you give us kind of a... 26, uh, 26 you mean? 26, excuse me, yes. Uh, kind of give us a play-by-play, a, a -play. What, what do you see every year sort of happening uh, until, until the return of, of, of Jesus? And you think the return of Jesus is 2033, is that right? Well, let me explain. Okay. So you have my you have my chart up there now. I do. Okay. So 2020 is uh, where we are now. Now, originally, I had said that the count of the 2300 days in Daniel eight begins in 2020, and I believe that to begin at Shavuot, uh, which was to be May 31st. We started the Passover 30 days earlier, so now I believe that might be might be. May 3rd. This past two weeks, I've just gone through all these numbers again. And the variable here, which is the 
29th or 30th day of the month and the leap years, you know, ADAR bets, mm -hmm. it's very difficult to determine exactly when that's going to be. So I've given myself this window between May 3rd and July 5th right now. And what, what is going to happen at that time? I, I guess I missed it. I'm sorry. Something is going to happen. Oh, something. Okay. <laughs> something. Like, again, I, the next I, big thing. Right, gotcha. The next big thing. I believe it to be something like maybe Iran attacking uh, Europe. You're talking about the sword. Well, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it is I'm amazing. Talking about, the, I'm talking about the what? Well, because you're saying that we're in the sea, or we're in the uh, time of the sword. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Uh, I mean, as as I've been, you know, studying history and Bible and economics and all this different stuff, uh, you know, when I see that the price of oil goes negative, <laughs> yeah, that that gets my attention. Okay, because I tell you what, major wars are fought over oil. Oh yeah. Major wars are fought over oil, and even though we're not driving, we still need oil, right? And assuming we never—I mean, unless we never go out again—but you know, if we ever get back on the roads, we're going to need oil. And so, this is the kind of stuff, you know, when you have oil collapsing to zero, Saudi Arabia, Russia, etc., are not going to just sit around and just twiddle their thumbs. Something, in my opinion, has to break. Okay, so what I don't know what I don't Trump know what today. Um, was well, he was talking about Iran and they're just driving too close to our boats or something. I'm not he sure. Blow them yeah. out of the water, shoot them up. Yeah, yeah. He, he's had, an, he's had interesting that. rhetoric before, but we will see what what comes of that. Okay, um, you know, I don't know. So I uh, I suspect that Iran is going to do something stupid and not attack the United States. But I could be wrong, but I believe they're going to attack Europe. In order for the king of the north, which I believe is Europe, to mm -hmm. have a justifiable and legal cause, mm -hmm. they have it has to be done legally, and they're going to. Well, just so people know, the king of the north and the king of the south is a reference to Daniel chapter eleven, which is a, a rather uh, complicated chapter, to say the least. Uh, yeah. But it, it, around verse thirty-six, it appears to pivot from things that were happening in the past between the Seleucids and the Ptolemies. Uh, to what is then going to take place in the future, so far as I can see. Uh, I'm not sure how you would see that, Joe. But I, I, I agree, Jay. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Where, where, does the, where does the Antichrist, the Beast, the Son of Perdition fall okay. in your purview? Let's, uh, let's go back here. And uh, you still got my chart up there? So you know. the 2300 days begin sometime this summer, I believe. Okay. And they will bring you. So the, I'm going to give you a simple version. The detail, you know, we're going to talk about this on Shavuot on May 3rd uh, on my Zoom meeting. But it's it's very complicated, very deep. But it ends in 2026. So the simple version is starting at Shavuot 2020 and ending at the Feast of Trumpets in 2026. Okay. Okay. So now that's interesting. That covers the three, uh, you know, it covers the, uh, where is it here? Nope, the wrong one. Nope, nope, nope. So yes, 2300, 2300 days is 6.3 years, just so people know. It's six and a quarter years. Oh, okay. My, yeah. my calculator says 6.3, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> That's okay. Well, okay. <laughs> 6.3, so like it's only a small fraction. Like, oh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. That's fine. Okay. So yeah. if we compare that 2026, mm -hmm. that's when it's in. So 
what's to happen during this 2300 days? This is the time when Israel, all 12 tribes, will be destroyed, when they are going to be hunted and killed and devastated until they, a remnant is left and are in captivity. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. I can hardly wait. It's, yeah, it's a, <laughs> and you're all locked in your houses, so you Man, can't go nowhere. wrong, but uh, we'll I've find been, out, right? <laughs> I've been the one praying the most that I've been wrong. Yeah. So it says in um, the, uh, Revelations about the two witnesses yeah. uh, that they will avenge, avenge or they, no, I'm sorry, the uh, fifth seal, the souls underneath the altar. Yeah, right. When Chuck are you going to come and avenge us, avenge yeah. our deaths? Mm -hmm. And the two witnesses are sent to avenge the deaths. Um, and it escapes me what verses I'm thinking of for that. Uh, uh, Revelation is, 6, verse uh, 5, I believe it is. That's under the altar, but the one about the two witnesses avenging, is that the one? Oh, uh, that's chapter 11. Right? So you got the two witnesses that are coming. Uh, it doesn't specifically say avenging, but uh, there I we believe have. It, I believe it's in Daniel 8. But I, 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 I don't know where exactly I forget. I'm sorry. That the two witnesses will avenge? The um, How long mm -hmm. until you avenge us? And then the connection is the word avenge. And it's um, okay. 2300 days until the saints are avenged, I believe. I think that's Daniel 8. Okay. Yeah, okay. That, um, I'm tracking. So in Daniel uh, 8, Daniel 8 mm -hmm. is talking about the tabernacle. Or people, yeah. have, but the word tabernacle can also be interpreted as saints, and it's the saints that are going to be trampled underfoot, and it's the saints that are going to be uh, destroyed, and it matches up with all the Verse other curses. And I heard one Holderman speaking, saying, "How long will the vision be concerning the daily sacrifices and the transgression of desolation, the giving of both the sanctuary and the host to be trampled underfoot for two thousand three hundred days? Then the sanctuary." Uh, shall be cleansed, and then he has somebody else showing up and making me understand it. He says, uh, making known to you what will be in the latter time of the indignation, which is the word for tribulation, basically. Uh, for the appointed time, the end shall be, the ram which you saw, etc. Let me skip down here. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors have reached their fullness, a king shall arise, having fierce features, sinister schemes, he shall be mighty, but not by his own power. He shall destroy fearfully. He shall prosper and thrive. He shall destroy the mighty and also the holy people, Kedoshim, right? Mm -hmm. Through his cunning, he shall cause deceit to prosper under his rule, and he shall exalt himself in his heart. And uh, let's see here. Let me keep going. Uh, he's going to be broken without human means. The vision, this is many days in the future. Okay, so was it something in there? Um, I didn't see it. I'd have to okay. look it up again. Okay, oh. fair enough. I forget where it is. So anyway, so the two witnesses begin at the Feast of Trumpets, and they preach for three and a half years. Okay. Uh, so three and a half years brings you to Passover in 2030. I, I, I'm with you on Passover. I, I think that is when the Antichrist is going to go into a temple of sorts, and he is going to declare himself to be God, showing himself that he is God. I think it, I think it also falls on Passover. That's kind of cool. I well, this is good. I'm glad I got a second here because <laughs> I've been trying to work out where the 1290 days fits in here, and it happens to end at Passover is what I keep coming up with, and I'm saying, am I right? Am I right? So I'm. Thank you. I, I needed that. But on my chart here, what I have the year 2030. Mm -hmm. um, 
during between the Feast of Trumpets and the Day of Atonement, there's a Jewish Sabbath called Shabbat Shuva. Are you familiar with that? Shabbat Shuva. Uh, well, Shuva seventh or sitting. Uh, I'm not. I'm not familiar with it. No. Okay, Shabbat Shuva is the well. The, the half Torah reading on Shabbat Shuva is, "Hear, O Israel." Uh, the reading is Zechariah 14. I think it is, "Hear, O Israel." Return, return, Hosea, Hosea, Hosea 14, Hosea 14, Shuva Israel. Hosea 14, yeah, Shuva Israel, yep. yes. Thank yep, you. Yep, yep. Return, O Israel, return, and bring the Torah scrolls with you. Mm. What, why? Why would you have to come to bring the Torah scrolls? Where are they returning from? Mm. It it was an interesting teaching, but I never connected it until I looked at these charts, mm. and I saw that between 2024, which I called the the day of the Feast of Trumpets or the year of the Feast of Trumpets. And again, I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen at that time, but 2030 is when they are returning to the land. Hmm. So they are brought back to what's going on here now. In 2026, the two witnesses are causing the whole world to be in a drought. Just like the whole world now is in a pandemic, the whole world at this time will be in a famine. Okay? So we look at the Joseph timeline above, starting 2237 is when the famine uh, begins those seven years of famine, and that lines up with 2027 when the two witnesses are preaching. I just found that very interesting. So you're taking um, so so Joseph dates his dates are above. Is that right? The Joseph dates are above. Yeah. And those are Anomundi years, or those are those are um, yes. They I think they're okay. from the uh, from Adam from Adam. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Anno, Anno Mundi, I think, is the, the fancy okay. Latin term. You know, it, it sounds okay. really good when you say it in Latin. Yeah, my Latin was <laughs> non-existent. <laughs> so that's what, you know, I'm just comparing one Jubilee cycle to another, and I'm seeing a pattern here. Mm -hmm. So at Passover in 2030, the two witnesses are killed, and that's the start of the seven years of tribulation, which would be in Joseph's time, the last three and a half years of the famine. Okay. Which the tribulation in our time was 2030, 2031, 32 until atonement in 2033. Mm -hmm. And that's when I believe Satan will be locked away. And again, that lines up mm -hmm. the atonement in 2033 lines up with the flood of Noah's day mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Okay. And I'm just seeing a pattern, right? And I'm, I'm applying the pattern. So from 2020, the 2026, the 12 tribes of Israel will be decimated and destroyed for not obeying God. Okay, so, so a little caveat here that I think is really important for people to understand is that you're uh, doing something, um, and it was our, our friend um, Mike Jessing that helped me understand this, that you, you take that six and six and a quarter years and you add that to this to the seven years, the, the so-called seven years, the 1260 plus 1260 gives you seven years, right, of the tribulation. Um, and that take, gives us 13 years, which is a really interesting number because Joseph was both a slave and a prisoner for 13 years. Uh, so there's something really interesting about that. And I was trying to think how long David was on the run for. I, I can't quite remember, but it was a significant amount of time. Do you remember how long he was he was on the run for? It was. It was a while, and he became a he became king at thirty. He died at seventy, and um, 
I mean, he must have been just, he was a youth, right? He was probably 17 or something when he first started hanging out with Saul and (laughs) and things started going really bad for him and he was on the run. So anyway, he gave me another project. Go look up. David on the run. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. Comparing that to Joseph. I I, I think it's about the same time period, but I, I can't be dogmatic on that one. But so anyway, in, in your in your uh, counting here, we've got a 13 year segment starting this year. Hope you're wrong, but we'll soon find out. And if, if you're correct, though, 2020 plus 13 takes us to 2033. Right. So so 2020 to 2026 is that six and a quarter years period. And then we have seven tacked on on top of that, which would then take us to 2033 yeah i don't like i don't like doing that as adding on seven because it's three and a half years for the two witnesses that's their own block of time then there's three and a half years for the tribulation which is another block of time i don't like this this is this is where you know where i'm seeing in daniel chapter nine i'm seeing kind of a double I, i i see your scheme and i think it makes a lot of sense but i i see the other one and i'm like that works amazingly well too what if god is giving us a double confirmation that we can plug these numbers into very different uh schemes and they both work now let me just let me just say this um before any of this talk of you know all the jubilees and all this different stuff i did a, a study based on the budding of the fig tree and i came to roughly the same time period as you that of uh 2018 to 2028 all right and and i tell people like look don't don't sell the farm i'm not you know predicting that that's when he's coming but the numbers seem to add up all right and so as we look at uh 1948 very interesting year because if we look at that anno mundi again according to jewish tradition Abraham was born in 1948, uh, in the year of the world. He was born in 1948. It's anecdotal, but it's very interesting, okay? And then you have in Ezekiel chapter 38, where it says that the people brought back from the sword will come into the land that had long been desolate. Look, I mean, the Jewish people were definitely under the sword in World War II, and they came back to a land that had long been desolate. We have this on record by uh, Nachmanides and Mark Twain. Go ahead. What year did they come back to the land? Uh, It was 1948. 1947, the United Nations gave it to them, right? That's right, yes. And what what is 1947? Well, you you tell me. (laughs) I'm sure you have. I bet you have something for that. Let me show you. I got to get out yeah. of this one and go back okay. into this other one. Yeah. Um, all, all I'm saying is, is that we're we're coming up to the same basic time frame from very different methodologies, right? And I think that's quite exciting because, you know, I have not done anything of, of this kind of study that you've done. I think it's fantastic. All right. I really do. I think you've obviously done your homework. You've put in the time and the numbers uh you, you crunched them pretty pretty well they seem to add up uh, as far as i can tell i'm, I'm so, on the wrong screen okay no, stay, keep that one up i just gotta switch over yeah. okay so you know and i'm coming to it from a different perspective okay and so i'm seeing 2018 to 2028 seems to be the 
kind of the ideal time, I, ideal in the sense of uh, a lifetime of a person, is still somewhere between 70 to 80. That's very, really typical for, for the majority of people. And then we have, uh, you know, kind of the um, exceptional, which is 100 years. Based on Genesis chapter 15, your descendants will be slaves for 100 years in the fourth generation. So you get 100 years. So then I'm, I'm just kind of looking at that and saying, well, uh, 1948 plus 100 is 2048, which is a very interesting year. Because how you got according okay. to the transhumanists, according to transhumanists like Ray Kurzweil and others, they are predicting that we will have the singularity in 2045. And I'm like, what's, what's singularity? Uh, the singularity where man and machine become one, where we transcend our humanity and we become you know, part of Nirvana. Yeah, well, yeah, the Borg, exactly. So, okay. you know, um, so anyway, that's their vision, okay? But I'm like, that's just a really interesting year. And, and again, I don't know if it's 2028, 2048, or somewhere in between. I do not know. I'm just saying these are the numbers that I've crunched, and they look pretty interesting. And then yeah. I look at the numbers that you've crunched, and I'm like, wow, they really come together. So, so fascinating I'll, stuff. I'll pop up my screen there again. So you see that 1947, the year the UN gave the Israel the land, was a jubilee year. And what is happening in a jubilee year? You're told to return the people back to their original plot of land, which is very interesting. And uh, We that come up here. Very interesting. We come up to our time now, 2045. Mm -hmm. And that's the time that we will be entering the seventh millennium of rest. So you asked a question the other day after Satan's locked away in 2033. Mm -hmm. We've got this um, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 year period, 11 and a half year period of what's going on. So we have, um, I think there's five scriptures, and I don't have them on the top of my head, about King David coming back to rule during the seventh millennium. King David is going to be our king. We've been a long time without a king, and now he's going to be. Hosea is uh, one scripture that comes to mind. Um, but yeah, King David talks about that. 43, okay. 48 talks about that. 44, I think. Yeah. Go ahead. So King David will be raised. So. You know, there's a lot of people going around about the rapture. The rapture, that's the pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, and yeah. uh, right. So, when is the rapture? Yeah. I, I used to be part of that camp. I want you to know, but I've that's repented. Okay. Since then. <laughs> yeah. Let me uh, let me pull up my other screen here. All right, and we got to start getting on these questions because we got a lot of questions from people. Uh, let me. Uh, I, just, I, I got to stir the pot here a little bit. So <laughs> you're stirring it, man. It's good. It's really good. Okay, uh, so there. There's a screen there. Let me go back to this one. Oops. Okay. Sorry, I don't know where that came from. I just um, switched around here. No, I, so, I, I, no, I got a comment. Go ahead. The um, 2033 is Satan's locked away. Then the world can start to breathe again. Mm -hmm. Now we got this period of time. We're cleaning up the earth, restoring Jerusalem, rebuilding Jerusalem, mm -hmm. rebuilding the temple. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe, and you know, um, just my my personal opinion here. And then the seventh millennium begins in 2045. That's what's going on here. So what holy day? And this is where all these uh, 
you know, the pre-tribbers, post-tribbers, and, and um, mid-tribbers, because they don't keep the holy days, they don't understand when it is that Paul's talking about people being changed in the twinkling of an eye. Hmm. When we're going to be raised up to meet them in the clouds. When is that taking place? The holy days tell you that. The same as the holy days told, the, told them that the Messiah was going to be killed at Passover time. Mm -hmm. Those same holy days tell you when he's coming back. They mm -hmm. tell you the day and the hour he's coming back. They tell you when we're going to be wedded to the Messiah. Mm -hmm. That's what the holy days are all about. The whole plan of salvation is right there. So we have this wave offering that takes place during the days of unleavened bread on the Sunday morning. And what happens is if you go to Matthew 27, or yeah, Matthew 27, verse 50, it's talking about the saints being raised up when he was put in the grave. Mm -hmm. And then after he came out of the grave, those saints came back to life and walked into Jerusalem. What time of what time in the sabbatical or the, the holy days is this taking place on? It's happening after he comes out of the grave, is at the end of the seventh day, at the end of the Sabbath the start of the first day when the wave sheaf is taken and prepared for the wave offering the next morning. That's, that's why right. Mary That's why Mary couldn't touch him. Don't touch me. I've not yet ascended. Mm. But after he ascends, and those saints that came out of the grave ascended with him. Up until that time, nobody had ever uh, gone yeah. to heaven. On first fruits. I mean, this is... On first yeah, fruits. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So the <laughs> next me. wave offering is Shavuot. Mm -hmm. Talking about the wheat. We are yep. the wheat. Right. And we are yep. to be prepared to be waved in those two yep. loaves yep. at Shavuot. That's, That's right. when we will be raised. And it happens when the 144,000 are raised up at the end of the tribulation. So Shavuot at the end of the tribulation in 2033 is when those 1335 days ends. Hmm. Blessed and happy are those who achieve the 1335 days. Why would you be blessed and happy during the tribulation? Because you made it to the time when you're about to be changed in the twinkling of an eye at Shavuot. The dead rise first, and those of us who are still alive get changed in an instant. Wow. That's cool. That is awesome. Like the holy days are so great. So when is Messiah? Well, you know, and, and, and I appreciate that because I've never known what to do with the 2300 days and the 1335 days and the 1290 days. For me, there's just been a question mark. I'm like, I'm not sure. So. Well, I'm going to take people on, on Shavu on May 3rd. We're going to walk it through on our, my Zoom meeting. It's a big subject. It's deep, and it, there's a lot of numbers, sure. and people are going to get lost. I know it. Right. But right. we're going to take you back where the 1290 starts and where it ends. I believe it ends at Passover in 2030. So you count okay. 1290 back before that. The 2300 ends when the two witnesses start. Where is that? The two witnesses end at Passover the same year as the 1290. So you think is, that the resurrection happens at 1230, which is at the same time 12, as the... No, 12, uh, 1233. Oh, oh, so the resurrection happens at 12. Okay. Well, because it says... That wouldn't, wouldn't, that be, wouldn't, that be the time of, but wouldn't that be during the fall feast? Am I following? Uh, you broke up. Sorry, say again. Are, do you think Jesus is coming back at the fall feast? Around Feast of Trumpets? Yes. The Feast okay. of Trumpets is all about his birth okay. and his return. No one shall know the day or the hour, and that's speaking of the Feast of Trumpets. And that's when the that's when the resurrection takes place. Shavuot. Of that same year? Or when? I, so that's what I'm confused on. Okay, so 
I'm using the 144,000. They are they have to go through the tribulation. Okay. okay so this gets into the post-trib people. The 144,000 okay. go through the tribulation. At the end of the tribulation, they are changed and raised up. So I believe this is a one-time event, not multiple times, but a one-time event. So I believe it takes place at the end of the tribulation. So when does that take place? On Shavuot, when the saints are raised up on Shavuot, the wave offering hmm. at in the year 2033. Now, when does everyone else get raised up? But Jesus comes back at the fall feast. So we still have several months in there. That's what I'm not computing. I don't yeah, get it. I, like if That doesn't make I'm sense. Still out, I'm still out on that. Okay. I mean, does it, it have to be Shavuot? Why does it have to be Shavuot? Why can't it be the trumpet? I mean, what's wrong with that? Uh, well, some people say it is. It doesn't fit my understanding. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Shavuot okay. fits my understanding. Okay. The Feast of Trumpets, the Trumpets is not about raising the dead. The Feast of Trumpets is about fighting. It's about war. It's about him coming. Um, gotcha. it, it's, it's it's like a Jubilee uh, announcement. Yeah. Again, so like, they're similar. It's not about people rising up. So when Paul's talking about in Thessalonians and uh, is the Corinthians, that uh, I'm thinking. Oh, so you're saying that you're saying that they're raised before he comes. Is that what you're saying? So that would be four or five months. People are raised before Jesus comes back. In my brain, yes. Okay, and Again. then we would we would come back then with him, presumably. I guess. Yes. Revelation 19, the host of heaven come back with the, the, the so land. In, in my brain, we got four months up to learn how to use our wings and fly around and zip zap back and forth. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe. Hey, what do you say? Yeah. Why don't we get into these questions? Sure. Uh, we've got a gazillion. Let's see here. Um, all right. So uh, I'm looking through these to see if I can get back to the beginning. But, uh, okay, guys, if you don't put a cue in front of it, I might miss it because I don't always know where you're just chatting and where you're actually asking questions. So I see a lot of chatting. That's great. Um, let's see if I got uh, – hold on. Uh, okay, this is from Peggy. She says, do you have a link to a – do you have a link – to that chart that you can attach to this video. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, if you want, you can put it right in the chat. I think you have access to that, Joe. So just put that uh, link right there in the chat. I got I got Google it up here. So okay, no worries. Uh, if you go to sightedmoon.com, you can get it there. Okay. Um, so go to sightedmoon.com and you can avail yourself of, of Joe's uh, years of study. Pretty cool stuff. All right, let me get some more looking for again I see lots of uh lots of stuff uh scripture uh 144,000 if you don't know about the sighted moon YouTube site Joe has hours of teachings on this stuff in detail that's really cool yeah and and I appreciate how you know it's pretty hard to condense 750 pages <laughs> uh I I've I've done I've done shows where I I just I'm like there's too much. Uh, this is from Pastor Gary. He's a good guy. He asks, uh, does 70 AD line up with the fifth cycle of a Jubilee year, which would be consistent with uh, your argument? Does 70 AD line up with a fifth cycle 
of uh -huh. a jubilee year. So the fifth cycle of a jubilee year, oh, 70 AD, 70 AD. I know mm -hmm. what he's asking, I think. So the 70 AD, just let me pull it up here so I got the right page. In fact, you know what? I'm going to show you. So I'll just show you. Perfect. So that you know. And uh, that's even better. I got to go back here to share application, share, share. Okay. Is that there now? It is. Yes. Okay. Okay. So. I'm scrolling down here, so just give it a second to catch up to me. I'm going to go mm -hmm. down to 70 AD. Okay. Whoops. Uh, no, not yet. 70 AD. Do you see it there? Uh, yeah. Is it 30, 31, fifth millennial day? Is that or no? It's the fifth. It's the it's the 30th uh, jubilee 30th. cycle. There we go. Or, okay. I'm sorry, 80th Jubilee cycle. I'm sorry. There we go. I know I'm seeing it. Sixth cycle uh, at the end of the fifth, fifth cycle. cycle. Okay. Yeah. And okay. what was his question? Is that, is that what he was asking? Well, yeah. Like, is that significant? Uh, obviously, since you know Jerusalem was destroyed, his question again, does it line up with the fifth cycle of a Jubilee year, which would be consistent with the argument? Yes, it does. Okay. So you, you guys can see it. it. There's your answer right there. Let me show you one more thing while we're here. I'll show you the year that Israel was destroyed in seven. I say seven twenty-three, uh, according to some historians. Uh, some people say seven twenty-two. It's the fourth sabbatical cycle, the cycle of the sword. Whoop! Sorry. Um, yeah, you know, seven twenty-two, seven twenty-three. I mean, I, I'm totally fine for like you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's so clever. Yeah. That's fine. So what I'm showing you is that it's the fourth sabbatical cycle, the cycle of the sword. So what am I looking at here? Seven, 722, 723 BC is in the fourth okay. cycle. That's in the fourth cycle, and that's the cycle of the sword. Because uh, yeah. they're, not, they're not keeping what God said, so therefore in the fourth cycle, they would be in the cycle of sword. Okay, I got you. That's right. Okay. 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 Fascinating. Okay, that's pretty cool. Man, that's great. Thank you, Gary, for asking great. that insightful question. All right, let's get to some other ones here. Um, I'm still trying to pull up the archive here. So if you go to my sightedmoon.com, yeah. you go to library archives, you click on the archives, and you'll see sighted um, uh, moon charts. Okay. You click on them. Okay. And Okay, what what comes up next? Anyway, I'll get That's, to the link here. Okay. Uh, you click on that, and then... This is a question from... Uh, Go ahead with your next question. Jay Bozeman. He asks, uh, since 1948, as the state of Israel uh, existed, 70 years passed, and they are still not keeping Torah. Um, he says, okay, so... See, uh, would this also be punished? Yes. Okay. All right. Let's. Yeah, very simple. Yes. Okay. It says all 12 tribes are going to be punished. Yep. Yep. Uh, fair enough. Okay. I'm trying to get to the next one. All right. So this is from uh, Barley. 
67, if uh, Jesus Yeshua was crucified in the years 28 through 80, 30, somewhere in there, how does that then line up with Herod the Great's dying in 4 BC? And then you have the supposed 15th year of Tiberius being in AD 29. Anyone? <laughs> okay. Um, well, there's already debate whether so Herod I died. I believe that Yeshua was So, you know, but go ahead. Well, I believe uh, Yeshua died in 31 uh, AD. Okay. And uh, Herod, Herod was uh, died in 1 BC. Yeah. And I'm, that means I'm that Yeshua was born in 3 BC. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm much more on okay. the page that he, Herod died around 1 BC or something like that. Four just seems unnecessary. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. Well, there is a there's a uh, is a lunar eclipse or a solar eclipse. I forget which one. There was one in one BC that yeah, a few people talk right. about. Yeah. Anyway, I just sent you the link there, Doug. I can't post it to the chat. I'm not allowed to go to the chat. Oh but, no, uh, okay. I posted the link to you. Okay. So you can post that link up there if you like. Okay. Got it. All right. One second, and I will put that in there for everybody. Now, once you've downloaded it, you're going to have to send me $100 uh, just to help cover the cost of uh, sharing this. Okay, look, I do have a smirk on my face when I say that, right? I'm just checking. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you're serious or not. <laughs> you never <Hey>. know. <laughs> you never know. We sell it, and uh, <laughs> we have it there for people to ask. And if people are interested, it's there for free. So, yeah, and, yeah, and I, I appreciate I appreciate that you give it up for free. but. I hope people understand that even though this isn't costing you money, it, it was a tremendous amount of effort that went into that. All right. So, yeah, he's making it available at no cost, but there was huge cost to him. So, you know, send him a donation. Uh, you we, know, sent, uh, we, spent, we spent years putting this together. Yeah, years, years. And nobody paid him. <laughs> nobody paid him. <laughs> no. um, you know, that's the crazy thing. So uh, now again, we have our we have our book, Remembering the Sabbatic Year of 2016. You yeah. can order through our website or through Amazon, uh -huh. uh, and it explains all these questions that you're going to have about this in detail. The 2300 Days of Hell book is also there. Again, it goes into great detail to answer all these questions that we've uh -huh. raised tonight. This is a just a comment from Revelation Station. It's quite amazing. My gut has always been 29 through 2032. All right, well. Um, I'm hoping your everyone's gut is wrong because that is not going to be a picnic in the next six years. But uh, hey, I want no. Jesus to come back, so I guess we got to get started sometime. Um, when when a lady is about to have give birth to a child, she's always anxious for the child to be here, but she's not looking forward to the pain that that's she right. goes through to deliver it. And we're yeah. about to enter the pain. The first yeah. contraction, I believe, yeah. was this COVID nineteen. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see. Hold on, sorry. Uh, my questions got kind of mixed up here. Let's go back to Jack Knight. Um, well, I guess he's asking somebody else, but how long do you think Yeshua's ministry was? I don't know if you have any input on that, if you want to take that question or not. I'm, I'm three and a half years. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, there's debate on that one too. I know right? there's some people <laughs> debate it. Again, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, like you can you can you can sell the debate if you know which calendar to use. Okay. Uh, when he came into when he came into uh, 
Oh, what's its first town? Cana? No, not Cana. Whatever the yeah, first where he reads the Torah scroll. Marriage in Cana. Uh -huh. And where he reads the Torah scroll. Yeah. And he reads the acceptable year. Uh huh. That, that was in uh, Nazareth, I believe. Yeah, Nazareth. Okay. Let me go back to my screen. Put my um, put my screen up here. I'm going to show you the acceptable year. And so. Okay. So the acceptable year when he started his ministry was 28 AD. Okay. You see that on the screen? 28 um, AD yes. is the sabbatical year. It's not a Jubilee year. It's a sabbatical year. Hmm. There's only one that's the acceptable year. That's 28. Now, 28 is also, the other thing you have to keep in mind is that the year that Yeshua died, if you're going by a crescent moon to begin your, your month, there's only one time when the crescent moon uh, was on the proper time so that he died on a Wednesday and could be raised from the grave three days later on Sabbath. Mm. And I'm saying that's AD, uh, April 25th, 31 AD. Okay. Okay. So you have to have the crescent moon figured into that so if you come up with a different uh, chronology, as some people do, you have to move these dates around so he either dies on 28 mm -hmm. or he dies on 31. You can't have it in between because then okay. there's no, no crescent moon to start the, the month so he ends up on a Wednesday crucifixion. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, just I'm not trying to talk any other No, not at all. And I'm just, I was thinking about Daniel's 70th week and all that stuff. Um, you know, like I, I, whether it was 444 BC that, um, you know, what's his name? Ahasuerus, Ahasuerus, I think, you know, declared it, you know, for me, I see in my numbers, at least, cause I'm not a, a numbers guy, but I see a little bit of fudge factor that, you know, if, if we're, if we're off or we're kind of in a five-year window or a 10-year window, we're, we're pretty close. I really appreciate your. Uh, attention to detail and i'm as i'm looking at your numbers and it seems like everything is just falling in place and that jesus would come uh at a time where uh this is you know th at the end of a the the sixth cycle and then he's dying in the sabbath cycle i mean that's that's powerful that's really powerful evidence so your 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 calendar seems very um Seems very legit and it's it's very consistent. I really appreciate that. So, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's really it's really good. Uh, so this is a and question. You know, I appreciate I appreciate you saying that. Considering at the start of the show, you're very. You, so I'm, I'm glad <laughs> to hear you. Oh, he's almost there. You you, you haven't see, what, 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 you, you haven't convinced me of Shana yet, but but that's fine. <laughs> I, I you know. I, I'll give but it to what, you for now. It's you know maybe maybe uh, maybe there's something else that could kind of def I don't know what each person here must do the same as you must do. Yeah. Take these charts. Yeah. Go through them. Yeah. Prove me wrong. Right. Please, if you can right. prove me wrong, guess what? We're not going to go through all six and a quarter years or six and a third years of pain, but we want to go through it because on the other side is the Messiah. But mm, that's true. Come, well, prove me <laughs> yeah, wrong if you can. Then choice. I can go. Yeah, I can go invest in uh, Disney World for the next 10, 15, <laughs> yeah. 15 yeah. years. 
I heard the stock is a real at the real basement price right now. Uh, this is from um, Jay Bosom. Uh, last time with Nahabia, you had a 30-day issue, which could be accounted for. Could this be like a second Pesach keeping, as it was important to keep the feast? I'm not sure what you're asking, and I don't recall the issue okay. that you're referring to. But in in the in, I'm assuming there's a an ADAR bet every third year, approximately. During the last seven to ten years, uh -huh. there may only be one ADAR bet. Mm. That's the interesting thing. So if you're not considering ADAR bets when you're doing your, your chronology, trying to figure out these 1290s, 1260, 1335, uh, the tribulation, three and a half years, all this stuff, mm -hmm. then you're missing a serious uh, thing. And I've gone through that with the Torah calendar. I've gone through it with the Hebrew calendar. I've gone through it with the crescent moon and barley calendar. And I've gone through it with the Gregorian calendar, mm. side by side, each one compared to the other for the next 13 years. Mm. And my brain is fried. But <laughs> you have to consider yeah. ADAR bets. You must yeah. consider them. Because, because Torah calendar adds them at a different time. The barley people add them at a different time. The Hebrew calendar adds them at a different time. The Gregorian calendar doesn't add them at all, except for uh, February 29th. But even February 29th, you got to figure that in there to keep everything else in sync. So that when you get down to the bottom, you've got dates that you can, okay, I understand what that's saying now. Right. That's what I've been doing the last two weeks. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, I got to thank Scott. Uh, um, your, um, I forgot his name. Scott, your buddy Scott. Or, or who's been, yeah. yeah. Who's been pushing me uh, on some of this stuff. And, you know, he thinks I'm fighting. I'm not fighting. I'm defending, arguing my position. But right. he's made me go back and relook at all these things again. And I'm more confident now than I was maybe two months ago. That's but, good. Yeah. That's good. This is the last question. This is from uh, Feed T. Child. In Revelation, should we go willingly into captivity or hide? Fighting isn't an option. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, the scripture says, if you lift up the sword, you will die by the sword. It also says uh, those who are destined for captivity will go into captivity. Those who are destined for someplace else are going to go there. Okay. So you get to choose which one you're going to be going mm. to by your actions, by your obedience. You get to choose somewhat. Mm. Then, then, if you got the chance to run for your life, run. Don't, don't sit there <laughs> and say, oh, God, what are do I do? <laughs> Right. I hear you. And, um, and if you're bummed because you didn't buy gold and you think the dollar is going to crash, don't worry. It says we're going to throw the gold and silver into the streets. Okay. So, That's right. so we'll see. <laughs> as long as it's the street I live on, please go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I'll, you know, anyway, well, Joe, this has really been fun. I'm so glad you came on and uh, you really educated us. Uh, you were patient and you took time to show us your numbers and and you've clearly done a tremendous amount of work. I, I, I can tell that this is taking you, uh, you know, 15 years to put all this together because this is the kind of thing that you don't just do in a weekend. You know, this this takes a long time to go, to look at the numbers, to, to crunch them, to, to do fact checking. And then, and then you have that soul searching, Lord, am I, am I on the right track? Am I just crazy? I mean, am I seeing something that I should not be seeing? Cause the last thing that you or I want to do as Bible teachers 
is to teach things that are not true, right? We don't want to tell people things that God didn't say. We want to say things that God said, but but there's always that question. Am I really understanding what God said correctly? Because that's what I want to teach. And so that's the, that's the challenge. And, um, you know, again, only time will tell. But what I, what I can attest is that you've done your homework and you've done your very best to put the numbers together. And, and they look very cogent to me. They look very consistent. Um, boy, I hope you're wrong. But I get the sense that you're, you're <laughs> maybe right. <laughs> so, you know. When I, when, I first, when I first started doing this, the, the sabbatical and Jubilee cycles were shown to me. I, they were shown to me after I obeyed the crescent moon and barley, which mm. meant I was 30 days keeping the feast at 30 days different than I was at the churches of God at the time, which mm. really upset me. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, am I seeing this right? And I'm nobody. I am just, I'm nobody. I'm just a guy who sits in the fourth pew and, and like, how come I'm seeing this? And I tried to talk to my pastor and he didn't want to listen. Mm -hmm. And I tried to talk to other people and they didn't want to listen. And I finally found some people that questioned me. And when I didn't have the answers, I went and looked for them. Mm -hmm. But I said to God, I said, you know what? If you're showing me, if this is correct and I'm seeing it, I don't want to be teaching a lie. I don't want to be teaching any false truths. But if I'm to do this, I will stick my neck out if you guide me and help me to teach only the truth. Mm -hmm. And moon.com, I'm, you know, we've been pretty, yeah, we may have got a couple of things wrong here and there, but for the most part, we've got everything according to the, his truth, his word. Mm -hmm. And I quote, you know, whole chapters rather than just one verse. Mm -hmm. So that has been my biggest fear that I would be, teaching a false teaching mm -hmm. um yeah so i've gone through you know lined up all my ducks four or five different times 15 different ways to make sure yeah i've got this right yeah the sabbatical and junior years are correct i yeah i'm 100 yeah. sure the interpretation yeah. of the pro prophecies at the end yeah, yeah maybe yeah. But we're close yeah. we are you know, so close we we are i i it does feel like we are in that final inning we're at the top of the inning or the bottom of the inning, right? Um, so never was good at baseball. But <laughs> Everyone needs to read wherever we are. And start keeping the tour. Yeah, and and I tell you what, guys, um, whether whether these numbers are right or wrong, here's what we should do: we should repent, right? Repent, right? Peter Peter says that if if these are the things that are going to happen, what kind of persons, what kind of conduct should we be living? We should be living holy lives. We should repent of uh, the things. This is a, a message that I really believe that the Lord has put on my heart as I've been teaching through the book of Revelation. Repent, repent, repent. And there's so much to repent of because we have little idols in our lives that have just crept in there and we didn't realize them. So let's repent. Uh, and, uh, and so when the Lord does come, whenever that happens, if Joe's numbers are correct, then this is the time to repent. Uh, if Joe's numbers are not correct, this is still the time to repent, okay? Because uh, things are happening, and, and one day, no matter how it happens, we're going to see the Lord face to face. We want to be ready. So I encourage you the, to get right with the Lord. The curses that you read, each curse was added because the people did not repent. Mm -hmm. yep. Seven times more because you did not turn back to the covenant. And what did we read about the vengeance of the covenant? It's a blood covenant that we made at Mount Sinai. And it's the same as the covenant Abraham made with him. 
he walked through the the pieces of meat mm-hmm. on on his with his blood on his feet. Yeah, it's a blood covenant, yeah. and a blood covenant means that if you don't keep your part of the agreement, I have the right to kill you. If I don't keep my part, you have the right to kill me. But guess what? Our death penalty that we are supposed to pay was paid for by him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we don't accept that gift and repent and start get this second chance, what kind of idiots are we? And that's a lot of the world is going to be like that. They're not, they believe in Jesus. They just don't believe they need to obey him. Yep. So we have this opportunity to obey. He's been showing us through the Sabbath, through the holy days, through the sabbatical and Jubilee cycles. This is my pattern. Mm-hmm. Come back to the covenant. Obey yep. me. Yeah. I've already paid the price for you. Yep. Obey me. Amen. Amen. Thank you again, Joe. This has been fantastic. Everyone. Stay in the word and make sure to repent. All right. God bless you.